0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash fireballs! Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Mm-hmm. Great. This is just
1: great. Hunk goes machine gun crazy on that scientist dude, runs off, and leaves us to be torn apart by some mutated freak. Stay calm. Stay calm.
0: Easy for you to say,
1: man. You don't have to piss, dude. We're waist high in the sewage of a dead city. Just, just let it rip.
0: No, no, you, you just, you just don't understand. I, I, I can't. You can't. Y- you know, I would just rather kind of just find a restroom.
1: You've got to be kidding me. You're pee shy at a time like this. I can look the other way, man.
0: No, no, that's that's worse. Don't don't ask me why. Don't just don't know.
1: don't ask. Okay, me. I didn't see any bathrooms on the way in, but we'll head to the extraction point, and I promise we'll stop
0: at any place we see. Shit! 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 <laughs> There's nothing in the sewage plant. Nothing. Uh, just a bunch of plastic bags full of human waste. Uh, this, this does not bode uh-huh. well, man. Uh, 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 Dude, stop dancing around. You'll track the liquors. Uh, uh, this is my worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare. Uh, come on! You would think that the chief of police of all people would have a... Uh,
1: Look well, here, here. Here's a chamber pot, buddy. D- will this work? You know it doesn't! Okay, we made it to the roof. The chopper should be incoming any moment.
0: That's, a, that's a-
1: I, I, I think I think I see it. What is that idiot cop doing? Ah, ah fuck! The chopper's down. Ah, <laughs> uh, fires everywhere.
0: Wait, I think I know what to do. I can piss it out. You do that for me, bro. I, I was
1: born for this. Oh, thanks, man. Look, go ahead and do it, but just do me a favor and watch out for. No, oh. no,
2: <laughs> Steve. Steve! Oh
1: god! Oh, it's everywhere! My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video
0: games podcast. And this week we are talking about Resident Evil 2, which is a survival horror game that was developed and published by Capcom for the PlayStation 1 in 1998.
1: Right. And and, uh, in this game, you play as either Leon S. Kennedy or Claire Redfield. And you navigate the zombie-infested Raccoon City, solving puzzles and learning all about the conspiracies of the evil Umbrella Corporation.
0: Yes, Corporation Bad. Yes. how uh, <laughs> do these people stay in business? <laughs> um, it controls similar to its predecessor um, and much like other games of this genre and vintage. Uh, you navigate with tank controls and you make use of your limited resources while kind of backtracking through a limited environment. Uh, different weapons are more or less effective against the various enemies that you encounter, uh, and the puzzles are the kind of typical adventure game fair of use item A on object A.
1: Yeah, and, and this uh, this game was a real big step up from its predecessor in terms of scope and scale. Um, it features two different characters with uh, significantly different storylines, and it had this thing they call the zapping system <laughs> in, in like a terrible market, like... Wouldn't it be cool if you just zap on over to the other player? Just zip zip
0: zip 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 zip. They had uh, the Tom waits do the theme song. <laughs> oh, you got the two characters and then they're like, you "Oh yeah. Zap on and down." is the like, oh, last <laughs> two last cigarette. Um <laughs>
1: But uh it has a zapping system that lets you play uh, scenario A and scenario B for each character, and you kind of affect the the other playthrough in, in different ways. And so we'll have a lot to talk about that. About yes. that so. yes,
0: we will. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about Resident Evil 2 without also talking about uh, Resident Evil 1.5, uh, which is the fan nickname for the first version of the game that was uh, scrapped after a good portion of it was developed and uh, also publicized. Um mm-hmm. This also took place in Raccoon City's police department. Um and it still featured Leon Kennedy. I'm sorry, Leon S. Kennedy. The S is important. Um yep. and a woman named Elsa. It stands for so <laughs> See he is so Kennedy. Leon so <laughs> Kennedy. You on yeah. Disney. That's so Kennedy. <laughs> um instead of clear they had a woman named Elza Walker who was also a biker. Um and their stories didn't cross. Um a playable version of this has been released, uh, you know, just by various people who somehow got a hold of the ROMs. Um, although it's obviously unfinished and very buggy.
1: It, the, when that came out, when I first saw that that thing was out, um, that was a revelation for me. Cause this
0: has been like one of my favorite,
1: you know, kind of, uh, mysteries of gaming mm-hmm. for forever. Like ever since I knew that was a thing, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. It looks really cool. It looks really different. I would love to see that. And, yeah. uh, I got to see it in my lifetime. (laughs) What a fabulous world we live in. Sky Captain, it truly is a world of tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, but, um, the the actual game in question, not the 1.5, which is barely a game. Yeah. Um, has been re-released several times on just about every system, including Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, uh, Game.com, GameCube, <laughs> and PC. Um, you know, the, uh, the Raccoon City incident would become the centerpiece of most of Resident Evil's lore, um, and with several other entries in the series taking place there, including Resident Evil 3, uh, which actually takes place at the same time, which is really interesting. Not and, true. Uh,
0: Not true. It takes place slightly before and then slightly after.
1: Yes. But yeah, okay. So concurrently, it's, but it it does have that weird. It's weird though that it has that sandwich effect. Yeah. On there, where it's it's the bread and Resident Evil Two is the the liver worst in that. <laughs>
2: um,
1: there's also the Outbreak series, which are these kind of guided games and Operation Raccoon City. They all take place in the same area, and uh, the games' events were retold in the Wii Light Gun game Darkside Chronicles, which is badass. If you've ever oh, it's if so you've played good. that good, I, yeah, that. I, I love yeah, I love I love I love those games. Yeah. Um, Darkside is a little bit better, but the Umbrella Chronicles is really cool too. Yeah um and just like really simple and really fun and if you like these games um it will come across in these podcasts that both Cole and I Cole to a, a greater effect um are both big fans of this series yeah and uh, of this game in particular
0: let, let, let's pause and and think about how heroic it is that they got this game on a Nintendo 64 uh cartridge yeah yeah and it's
1: actually supposed to be pretty good like yeah. it's supposed to be a a pretty good uh a version of it. I never played the N sixty four version. Yeah, um,
0: but, I I have not either. Um, they they sacrificed a couple of the cutscenes in order to get more stuff in, but they but they put in some hooks for what would eventually become Resident Evil Zero, um, which you know.
1: is my least favorite
0: entry in the series. It's not that um, great.
1: <laughs> I, I I it's bad. Resident Evil Zero is bad. There's there's no. It's not great. It's a bad yeah. game. Yeah. Um. Tell, tell us a little bit about the plot. The long sprawling plot.
0: <laughs> cool. Yes. So, Leon S. Kennedy is a rookie on the Raccoon City Police Department, uh, reporting for his first day, and uh, Claire Redfield has come to the city looking for her lost brother, Chris, uh, who you will remember from the first game. Um, They find each other in a zombie-infested city, uh, but get separated in the fracas.
1: Right. And, uh, they, you know, they may both make their way to the police station one way or another and find that it's overrun and shows evidence of the uh, the chief conspiring with the Umbrella Corporation to uh, kind of ensure its downfall. Claire meets up with a young girl named Sherry Birkin. And Leon meets up with a mysterious Asian woman named Ada.
0: <laughs> a mysterious Asian. Yeah, yes. Oh man, is that racist? I don't think it is. No, she, she, <laughs> she's, she's Asian. Like it's just a descriptor. It, it would have been. It would have been racist if you said inscrutable. Um, so. Her, be,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like it, like there. I, I was just. Boy, I'm not going to go. There, there are things I could have said that would have been racist if I wanted to be racist there. But just, just describing describing yeah, her as yeah. not racist. I guess it wasn't really germane to. <laughs> Her, so, maybe it was a little bit racist. I, it's so hard being a white, straight male from you know, minus 30 to 50. Like, I have no idea what's racist or sexist or anything.
0: What do we every, do, Cole? Every, everybody, do we listen, everybody listens to us no matter how dumb our suggestions are. Nuts and gum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so, privilege aside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they, they managed to escape the uh, the <laughs> the police station and go down into the sewers uh, where they find evidence of a man uh, named William Birkin uh, who invented the T virus. Hey, this is Cole. Um, I wanted to pipe in here and correct myself. Birkin was not the person who invented the T virus. That was actually Dr. James Marcus who you see in Resident Evil Zero. Um, I didn't want to be wrong about this kind of thing uh, you know for reasons along with a new concoction called the G Virus, uh, which will create the ultimate bioweapon. Uh, this whole thing was kind of kickstarted um, by a bunch of backers <laughs> By a crowd of yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, umbrella Kickstarter campaign, alternate scub idea that we, we totally just just, just missed like, out on. That would have been <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: So um, they they uh, they they crowd this by uh, by killing Birkin uh, to retrieve the sample because he was going rogue, uh, but uh, he revived himself with it, um, thus unleashing the zombie outbreak. Right,
1: right. And and so so you
0: are uh, you're well. So he him reviving himself with
1: it doesn't unleash the the outbreak. The the T outbreak was already going on because the the G virus and the T virus are very different.
2: They
0: are. And like, they
1: are. Yeah. And like the the city is infected with T virus. Perkin oh. is infected with G virus.
0: I thought that it was the the canisters of the T virus being uh, broken in the, in the attack that spread it out. Like this was like way before the, uh, way before the outbreak happened.
1: Did you see say, say T or G there? I T wish Umbrella had named these more
0: yeah, distinctly
1: because it's going to get real annoying as this podcast <laughs> continues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. I guess um, him. Revi- I guess maybe I just misread the note. Like him yeah. reviving himself with it, it. It's not like he got the disease and yeah, it spread. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's just the like he he was gonna like defect. They sent the uh, the G men after him, uh, not the T men, the G men, yeah, not the T men. Um, <laughs> the uh, And in the attack, uh, it spread it, it spread to the rats. Uh, that, we, that's fair enough. We can't yeah. be blamed honestly for the timeline on this being fucked up because they've gone back and retconned it so many times.
1: Yeah, it's also it's I mean, even if they hadn't, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. So and there's all these T's and G's and stuff like that. Hmm. Honestly, like as much as we both kind of dork out about the lore and stuff, you don't need to give a shit about it to enjoy the game. And it's kind of a headache. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the game is fun on its own. But some of that that stuff is is kind of like perversely pleasurable. Yeah. The uh, how far of this game's ass it gets. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: so so Birkin he does the G virus which just causes him to mutate continuously. Yeah, and uh, he's infected Sherry with an embryo. Sherry being uh, his daughter, and uh, while his wife and uh, comes into conflict with Leah and Ada, you run into the, his wife in the sewer.
0: Yes, Annette herself, who is very clearly off the deep end. Yeah, um,
1: she's she's nuts. Everyone's yeah. crazy in this fucking game except for the player characters. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Like, Actually, Sherry seems okay, but she could go. You know, Damien at any minute. Well, um, how is she? Like, what kind of childhood is she going to have? Uh, none. Like,
1: yeah, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. I like, see. See your dad turn into that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, 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 she doesn't because she's captured by the government afterwards and turned into an operative. But yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. The,
1: the thing, the, the issue of being like, if if your dad puts any kind of imp- impregnates you in any way, you know, you're <laughs> you're pretty much doomed from a. a yeah. Your well adjustment. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah.
0: I didn't think about that as like a weird like incest metaphor, but I guess yeah, it totally, is. yeah, totally,
1: yeah. And it, like it's one of my favorite things about uh, the game because it gets me <laughs> hot. No, because it, it uh, because it, I like this idea of Birkin's mind being so gone that he yeah, has yeah. this connection to this person but doesn't mm-hmm. understand it, like yeah, this weird yeah. fusion of a father's love and his monsterism. Mm-hmm. uh combining to make him do this terrible thing and not yeah. really understanding why mm-hmm. uh, that's me filling in a lot of blanks on my own but yeah yeah uh, that's kind of how I read it mm-hmm.
0: no def- def- definitely makes sense um so uh, you know th- Claire and Leon, they you know the, the 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 kind of the natural extension of this, they head to the labs of Umbrella, which are underneath the city, uh, you know through the sewers and things like that. Uh, Claire seeks out a cure for Sherry, while Leon um, tries to save uh, Ada, who has been grievously wounded by uh, by by you know the mutated Birkin. Uh, Sherry is saved, while Ada apparently dies uh, to a tyrant who is set loose to find the uh, A G virus sample that she is carrying.
1: Right, and uh, Claire defeats a mutated Birkin uh, long enough to escape down a uh, freight elevator, while Leon picks up Sherry, defeats the tyrant, and gets the escape train started. Um, A monstrous Birkin continues to pursue them, latching onto the train. They pull the emergency brake and let the self-destruct sequence take care of him in the end, and then uh, walk off into the sunset. Leon and Claire vowing revenge against the Umbrella Corporation for the damage they've caused, and looking to find uh, Claire's brother. Yes. Um, one important thing to note is that plot description describes – so there, me and Cole really zapped it <laughs> yeah. with this one. <laughs> yeah. um, zip, 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 zip. Zip, zap, zip, zap, zip, zip, um, <laughs> uh, So that is the. if you start with Claire. The, the story is pretty different if you start with Leon. Yeah. Um, but that one makes – Cole's makes more sense. <laughs> like it's just like the – and that's a widely considered opinion. Yeah. Um, that starting with Claire is kind of the canonical – one, whereas starting with Leon, Leon there's some different things. Ada more definitively dies. Yeah, if you are if you start with Leon, um, and we know she comes back. I mean, she even comes back within this game. Mm-hmm. So you know the uh, it's kind of weird that she dies. It doesn't yeah it doesn't make as much sense if you start with Leon.
0: Right. It, yeah. It is, especially in the in the in the context of the greater series. So yeah. C- 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 so
1: c- go ahead. Uh, go- I was just going to say, like, the way we're going to kind of do this um, would be that we're going to uh, Cole's. you know, it took the the meticulous notes. So we're going to mainly go as if as his were correct. I'm going to point out differences in my playthrough. I started with Leon. Um, And also in full disclosure, I did not do all of the B scenario. Um, I started it, but kind of ran low on time. And it's a weird, like that zapping system, I really want to talk about it because it's a really weird way to add value Mm -hmm. that I can't decide if I like it or not. Right. Because playing through the B scenario is different, um, in some very significant ways, and not different at all in the a large meat of the game. Yeah. So it, you kind of have to want to immediately replay the game you just played in order to get the complete story, and that's kind of frustrating to me.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of like Resident Evil One, where like you can play through as you know either either Chris or Jill, but mm-hmm. like the, the the canonical outcome assumes that both of them are doing the same thing at the same time. Um, Right. You know, since everybody apparently survives. Um, Right. So, so it it gets, it gets, it gets especially tricky. A thing to note about like the A scenario and the B scenario, they're actually really similar for, for, for both characters in terms of the things that you do and the things that you see, there are a couple of major points where they diverge. um, Mm -hmm. And that's mostly for narrative purposes, but like it it really only, they, they break apart from each other at the sewers and then that's about it.
1: Yeah, and they also they're different in a mechanical way in that you're fighting different sets of bosses. Yes. As well. Which is a lot of content to hide behind this optional kind of bonus feature. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I like this as a system. If I think of it in terms like the upside down castle from Symphony of the Night, I like it. As like a, a pretty different added content thing. If I think of it as part of the main game, it feels kind of lazy and
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: you know, just kind of tedious to go through, you know, the same thing in a slightly different order you know
0: yeah i, I mean and, and we're, we're we're kind of getting to the general stuff but it really feels like if they had more resources either time or effort or an ability to kind of make either experience more malleable uh they could have done it in a way where you had a greater effect between the two of them and there wouldn't have yeah. been as much crossover or redundancy but because of the way that it's there i mean the initial promise was like if you pick up an item um, you know, in this yeah. area, it won't be there when this other person goes through.
1: Which would be crazy making. Oh, God, like to yeah. try to have to guess. Because um, it's another thing. Like as much as I love this game, another thing that I thought of is that in the generalities, this game asks you to make a lot of mis- uh, decisions without knowing the consequences of your decisions, and a lot of that is the basis of uh, survival horror. But I was thinking yeah. about the um, the limited save feature. And that is asking you to make decisions based on not knowing what comes next and having no idea if you're fresh to the game. And I don't know if that is a good, you know, I don't, I know, I understand that's a big part of survival horror, mm-hmm. but I don't, um, you know, I can't decide if that's a, like a totally broken mistake or if that is a cool idea.
0: Right. You know, um, yeah. I, it's, 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 like you said, it's something that comes part and parcel with the genre. And, yeah. you know, you can either stomach it and love it like I do or be somebody who thinks critically about it and, you know, poke questions at it as you Right. Do. So. Right.
1: Well, it's, it's our job. Yeah. We're going to we're going to lose our qualifications if we don't poke critically at it. Yes. Yes. The um, the uh, <laughs> uh, I do like um, I would have liked to they have the two scenarios be so different to where they crossed over very little, you know, like right. I, I would have really liked. It sounds like the way they would have done one point five where their scenarios are very different. Uh, maybe they meet up in the police station, but you don't end up exploring most of the police station.
2: Right, you know, they meet up right. a
1: couple times. That would have been really cool. Um, they Man, uh, Capcom loves this police station. Yeah. Like, you spend so much time here <laughs> between all of the games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's an outbreak scenario. You're here in Resident Evil 3. Like there's so much. Yeah, But it's cool because it's a good, good environment. But before, yeah. before you can get to that, uh, you have to spend some time on the Raccoon City streets.
0: What's what's great, you know, since we're kind of you know coming off of the A B relationship, the the only thing that that, that determines who, who does what scenario is how the police car spins mm-hmm. as yeah. as, the, as the zombie wakes in the, uh, up in the back of the back seat. Always check the back seat, you dummies. Yeah. Always, it doesn't yep, yep. matter. Yeah, yep. o- always check the toilet tank to make sure there are no explosives. Thank you, um, and always check the back seat of your car
1: and make sure there's no ghouls
0: in there. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: I really like the way this game uh, starts out, and one of the things it taught me, and the one general experience I had with it is it was a lot more difficult than I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing to keep in mind is don't uh, don't shoot things oh, God, when you're yeah. in the city unless you have to. Like I played the this time I played through this game. It was I, maybe I played it on easy mode when I was younger,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that was what, I don't remember doing that, but that maybe that's what happened, or I just had those super crazy skills that you have when you dedicate your life to video games as a teenager. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I was kiting things way more than, than fighting them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's kind of tricky in a game where, like, your movement is not very fluid. Mm-hmm. But it did mean that, like, so you're, you're kind of making your way through the, through the streets and it's, it's full of zombies. Like, you go from scene to scene full of zombies. And you have to spend a lot of time, like, you can kind of uh, tempt zombies to, to zig so you can zag yeah. and get around them. And uh you know I got you know got to the police station barely shooting anybody. Um right. now, other than in the gun shop, in Kendo's uh gun shop. <laughs>
0: yeah. Old Kendo. Old Kendo with his with, with, with his bow gun. Uh yeah. Or shotgun in my my case. Oh okay, yeah. So I guess he did have a shotgun. Which makes way
1: more sense for yeah. like the guy who runs a gun store in a in a city to have a, have a shotgun than a a well, bow gun.
0: Well, maybe, he, you know, maybe he had that Gerald Dixon knowledge where he knew that he could, you know, reuse the bolts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. That would, maybe mm. it was, uh, yeah, just a... Uh kind of forward thinking
0: yeah a little bit yep. but uh yeah you really get a sense on these city streets you know you like you run to the, you run to this uh to the to, to this gun shop which hasn't been looted strangely and it, also you well, cannot it, there's not very much in it it definitely has been looted like if you look been? at it
1: like yeah there's nothing there's almost nothing in it huh. you can find like a very little amount of ammo so it definitely yeah. has been looted yeah who knows what kendo was doing there but <laughs> do we even know that it was kendo maybe he's a looter maybe who got in there afterwards I, I don't know
0: i know from like 1.5 his name is john so maybe it's john kendo i think it is john kendo yeah john kendo uh, <laughs> a big fan of nintendo yeah john um, kendo
1: from nintendo yes
0: <laughs> he's he's everybody's uncle who worked at nintendo <laughs> but uh he's closed the door it's like he's got a Man, those things are out
1: there. Like he has got a really
0: ner- like <laughs> I'll really. Ha- I'll have you know, this is the biggest gun shop that I can afford. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is essentially how he talks. Like, yeah. like I don't know. <laughs> like he he always he's like he's very disappointed in the zombie apocalypse.
0: As like, as he stands next to the glass door that is not barricaded. <laughs> yeah, he
1: he he like went went home that day and he had an ice cream cone that had like. Six scoops on it, and then the zombie (laughs) outbreak happened and knocked it off, and all of his scoops fell on the floor, and that's why he's oh man, (laughs) you've changed, (laughs) you've changed.
0: Um, (laughs) um, Did did you see that Onion article about the about the kid losing the balloon, starting a lifelong a a lifetime of depression? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's what (laughs) he is. Yeah.
1: Well, luckily, it's a very short lifelong depression. Well, yeah, you know, um, because he definitely gets attacked because it's a zombie outbreak, and he, uh, this is one of the few times it's worth shooting people uh, because you can, uh, you know, shoot off those zombies and get the the weapon from his body. Oh, really? Which you, yeah, if you. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, you didn't know that you can get. Well, you got the weapon from him here, right? No, no. Like so, so I was playing as Claire. I always get the bow gun and the uh, in the in the power substation. Oh no! Do
1: uh, if you shoot the zombies that attack Kendo, he has whatever weapon. Oh wow!
0: That. huh yeah. that always learning something new
1: <laughs> yeah so you can, you can get that get that early, and it's useful because um you know I mean because it's a weapon and it's Resident Evil, but yeah. it's a really powerful weapon, like this is the meat and potatoes weapon you get for the game,
0: right you know um I mean you you'll for Leon, warp. especially for Leon yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: the shotgun. And I just want to, I don't know where else to necessarily put this. The uh, the shotgun noise in this game rivals the Doom shotgun noise. it's oh, so like, good. it sounds so good. It is so like, satisfying. And it has a really satisfying kickback. Like, the kinesthetics of this game are really strong. Like, yeah. um, all the weapons feel really good, have a very good sound, yeah. have a really nice, you know, sense of impact.
0: Like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but, like, the combat shotgun, it's like opening, like, a second-long portal to hell.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's fantastic. Like it's it's a it's it's really really yeah. cool. And um, and
0: and you know especially if you get it here, you, you know you, you are become death because you have a uh, a special attack which lets you aim up and shoot the heads off of zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The uh, the unfortunate thing is that um, you don't get enough ammo for it right, for a long time. Right. But uh, it does become a nice emergency weapon and helps a lot with uh, you know some of the the stronger monsters you're going to run into once you get to the station.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you run through these alleys, and you know there's there, there's some neat traversal. You know you're pushing stuff around. You're running on fire on fire escapes, but the but the key adage remains: fucking run.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. just yeah. Don't don't fight things here. Don't waste your ammo. Um, yeah. And then the, you know this part of the game is is really enforcing that. Like the uh, that's really kind of the central hook of survival horror is just managing limited resources. Yeah. Um, and uh, you really need to start that from moment one in this game.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. But uh, you're making your way to the uh, to the police station either a because Leon says hey head to the police station or because Leon knows hey I need to go to the police station because he's got to go to no work back up there yeah <laughs> yeah you yeah. can't you can't be
1: like I mean he's he's clearly late on his first day of the job yeah um, if he's going at night but yeah uh, but
0: it's it's uh I guess it is nighttime
1: yeah. yeah. I like him going. I like him going to the PlayStation more than I like Claire going to it immediately because it makes sense for him to know where it's at. He's going to work there, and there's that added level of like, you know, this is his first day on the job. It's almost like an inversion of tyranny. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I really like I like that a little bit more than Claire just going there because that's the the path.
0: Well, she also is going there to look for. Her oh brother yeah, too. yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. So she
1: could potentially know where he's at. And everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like she she knows that he's part of Stars and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: stars yeah. is a hilarious name for what that is. Like, it sounds like the, uh, uh, the pedophile Patrick Swayze in Danny Darko. Like what's the name of his, his troop of, of dancing girls. I, I don't remember sparkle don't motion. Sp- <laughs> like it sounds like it's, is what that's called. And it sounds like essentially like that. Like it sounds like a little tiny girl dance troupe.
0: Uh, do you know what S- it stands for?
1: Uh, strategic tactical action response or something like it's that.
0: Special tactics and rescue squad.
1: Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mine are pretty good for just pulling out of my no, house. No, no, it's it's, it's an easy bad.
0: acronym to make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, stars, stars, um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 definitely a real thing. So, so uh, regardless, you get there to one of the most iconic locations in the series, aside from the mm-hmm. Spencer Mansion. Um uh f- fun fact, uh, used to be an art museum and then they converted it into into what it was.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for how it uh is laid out and everything. Where did you get that from? Uh the wiki. <clears throat>
0: oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like my my initial my, my initial thought was that it was designed by uh Trevor. The guy who uh, designed the uh, uh, the Spencer Mansion and also the replica of the Spencer Mansion at the at the Antarctic base. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I-, I wanted to make sure that I could back up that claim. However, it was an art museum, and that's why Irons gravitated towards it mm-hmm. um, and kind of turned it into the you know what it was.
1: That explains a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah, and how this uh, looks. the uh, The music kicks in in this game. Like this game, you know, <laughs> when you get there, and it's just very like satisfying and nostalgic for me. Yeah, and uh, you spend a lot of time here. Like this is the bulk of the game in in the way that like Resident Evil games uh, do this, and it's kind of interesting where like the first location is something like sixty or seventy percent of the game, and then the the rest of the you know the ending scenarios or locations are always like a lot quicker. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot a lot smaller. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, entering this, you know, the main hall of the police station is like is like entering the main hall of the mansion. You know, yeah. it's like it begins these parallels that are you know going to happen you know uh, between this and the first game, right?
1: Yeah, this is a very self-referential series. Yes, and uh, plays off expectations a lot that yeah. you have based on
0: on playing the earlier ones. Yeah. So, Uh. in in the interest of this not being a four hour podcast, I I know that I took I basically kept like a journal (laughs) in in in, in my notes here of like everything that happened. But like,
1: I'm I'm looking at Cole's notes, and they are in real time. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) like, it is essentially just he just copied
1: the SD Perry novel, and (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: yeah. So so like like seriously, this was the most notes I've taken for a game ever. Yeah. Uh, six, so, six written pages and a Moleskine graph paper book. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> precious little Moleskine. Yeah, that, I'm an artist. A, I mean, um, <laughs> no one can see my precious little thoughts. Um, but we, we will, uh, we'll, we'll hit the high points. Yeah. Yeah. Instead. So, um, <laughs> you're introduced you, to one of the, the very first, like kind of, so you kind of just can kind of walk around. Uh, there's only one place to go. Yeah. Initially the game kind of funnels you towards, uh, one of the only non crazy NPCs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For now. Yes. His name is Marvin Branagh. He is a veteran uh cop, much like Danny Glover and the uh and the lethal weapons. Mm-hmm. Um also he 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 is when um, <laughs> Cole
1: says he's much like Danny Glover, he's he trying to, like, to tell you that he is black. <laughs> he is black. He is a seasoned cop. That's, that's how Cole cop. that's how Cole gets around sounding racist as a white man is whenever he refers to anything like that, he's like, you know, much like Danny Glover. <laughs> um, is it, I was just thinking about, since this is like the race cast for some reason, <laughs> is it, is, I guess it's racist. I don't know. I don't think it's racist. I feel like they clearly got a white voice actor for this guy.
0: Yeah. He overacts like crazy.
1: Yeah. And it's real. He's real like nerdy sounding. Mm-hmm. Not that there aren't nerdy Danny Glovers. Cause they are,
2: all.
0: <laughs>
1: Danny's Glover, but like, like of you. course there are. But like, he's just—I uh like, um I don't know. He—he just—he does not. uh God, I, I don't even want to say it loud. He doesn't sound like a black dude to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If that's which is okay. which is cool.
0: Like you know, like it was probably somebody from around the office that they got. But you know, he like wasn't. Like all the voice acting in this game, like, <laughs> just grab the guy who's making copies and just what? like quick. <laughs> Speaking of this microphone, please. Yeah. Say these
1: lines. Don't worry about how to deliver them.
0: Oh no! I am turning into a zombie. Uh, just say these things out loud. Yeah, please. For the love of God, please. Why do you bite me? <laughs> Why do you bite me? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, as, there there's so many tried observations about the, about the Resident Evil series. Like, yeah, <laughs> which I wasn't calling you out for that, but like we could talk no. about the the different the different spade keys and things oh god you, you, have to, you keys yeah
1: like if you don't bring them up then it's a glaring omission yeah. because it's not just a funny thing it also plays into like the gameplay it, it plays into I the gameplay know if,
0: it plays into the plot too a little bit
1: yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and we, we don't want to like focus on them too much but they are a thing yeah yeah you know it'd be weird if we just didn't mention at all any of the byzantine you know key based puzzles <laughs> and stuff in the game
0: yeah Um, Just just a way for them to, you know, very non transparently guide you through this linear experience. But yeah, Marvin, as opposed to um, telling you, like, hey, kill me, please, he just kind of like, go, go. He gives you the card key uh, to open up some more places in in the police station, then locks himself in that room so he can turn.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wants to see how the other have lived. Um, <laughs> you know and uh so, so you continue you know you have a couple of different options here i always yeah. go left and it looks like you do too yes yes um, because going right
0: doesn't give you a bunch of stuff you can go right like you can go yeah. to the east station and uh learn exactly how many zombies you can fit on a screen yeah uh, <laughs> exactly that
1: that scene is is so that that screen is really tough if you don't have like the second level weapon at all yeah um you go left though and you go through a, your first little save area mm-hmm. um you know or your first item box. There's a typewriter in the mm-hmm. first uh, first area, which yeah. is how you save. And the uh, you go into the hall, which is one of the more iconic uh, scenes in this game.
0: Yeah, where um, you get introduced uh, very quickly to the zombie plus uh, plus yeah. enemy. So in the you know in Resident Evil one, famously, you go back and all the zombies have re- have been replaced by hunters, right? Mm-hmm. But in this, like the liquors show up right away, and they yeah. show up in a very dramatic fashion. So yeah. you like one crawls across the line and you're like wait what the fuck and then that, you That
1: <laughs> that window shot um is really like so the game you know if you've never played a Resident Evil game before which you probably have but you know you control these tank controls and you have fixed camera angles on like the later uh games in the series and what they the way the reason they do that is to control what you can see and make things seem cinematic yeah you know and sometimes i think that works and sometimes it it's obnoxious. This is one of the big areas where it works though, Yeah. because you, your point of view is quite a bit further behind your kit, your avatar, your avatar is running forward and you see this thing, really scary looking thing, just crawl across the window as you are already <laughs> walking towards it. Um, and you just have this outsider in like the same way when you're watching a horror movie, like the, Oh God, don't do it. You know, yep. uh, feeling initially. And this is one of my favorite, you know, that's one of my favorite like framings of a, of a scene in the game
0: you show up in this hallway and you see like blood dripping from the ceiling and kind of this classic horror movie like oh man don't look yeah. up you hear it first uh, do you do you yeah. hear it tip-tapping or do you just hear the breathing
1: you oh um yeah shit i think you hear the tip-tapping um mm. and i don't think you hear the breathing before you see the liquor yeah because I, I notice it every other time after this because i love that breathing oh and like god so great yeah 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 uh, yeah it's real creepy but i yeah yeah that's pretty good the uh the um and they, they show you one of the few like you know cg cutscenes. yeah and they, i guess not few but one of the earliest ones yeah and you see this thing across the ceiling and how would you describe it like an inside out zombie with its
0: brain exposed yeah yeah so these are t-virus zombies who like just like have been around for a little bit too long um their skin uh turns you know like you know, they, 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 they're flayed alive um mm-hmm. and they uh um, their brain is exposed. Their uh, their eyes are now useless, and they have claws, and they can climb up and down walls um, and mm-hmm. on ceilings, and they can also hit you from really far away with these long tongues. And in fact, one of the first ways that you discover this is you find a you find a cop whose head has been twisted off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. These, I think that I think they're they've been exposed to the T virus again. Or something like that oh, like, they're, they're, yeah. like they got a second dose of it like if you give a zombie t-virus
0: yeah so so it's not like around. i mean they kind of come back to this in the remake r-e-m-a-k-e mm-hmm. uh with the crimson heads like yeah like, and, and they actually allude to this that these are crimson heads who are like like twice baked
1: yeah yeah yep yep um and they're you know fighting them like it's a huge pain if you're fighting them with your first level weapon. Yeah. Um, with a shotgun, it's actually very easy. Like shotgun is by far the optimal way. You're very much supposed
0: out. to run. Like yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. if you get the shotgun from the gun shop, like I I always fight this guy. Yeah. Because it's two two shotgun shells. Um. You know, but if you don't have the shotgun from the the first guy, you do want to run from this this first one
0: for sure. Right run as fast as you can. But it, like you know, even if you didn't get the, you, your weapon from the first guy, uh you know, you're you're headed towards the stars office where you're going to be outfitted with, you know, one of your next level weapons. Yep. So like just I I always run just because that's the way that you play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so so you get through here, you do a, a very simple brief puzzle where you push some statues around. Yeah, yeah. They they do a lot of like holding your hand to guide you towards what's, like, the most obvious puzzle in the world. Yeah. Like, there, you run to that secretary's diary where it's like, Chief Irons got furious at me for even getting close to these statues. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't go near the statues. And it's like, I I can tell I'm not what I'm supposed to do with these fucking statues. <laughs> like, it's just really, you know, really, really evident. Yeah. Um, I- But...
0: And, and that's like meta meta game knowledge because they're not pre-rendered they're polygonal so you know yeah. that, you, that you can interact with them in some way but even yeah. then there's symmetry there and there's obviously you know they're looking yeah. the wrong way well like, the,
1: the 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 plaque on the statue of the guy holding the thing says like when the two yeah avatars stare at me i shall release the light or something like that like yeah. one of the weird resident evil sound poem and <laughs> <things. laughs> just you know
0: yeah pop out the, the the secretary's diary is almost like an idiot switch. Like if you didn't solve this on your own when you first came to it, then yeah. it was kind of like, okay, dummy, go back here. Otherwise, you're yep. going to be stuck forever. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, so you, you do this real brief puzzle and you go to the star's office where like kind of interestingly, you learn if you're Claire, you learn that your entire reason for being here is kind of invalidated. Yeah. And your your motivation is now to get out. Yeah. Like very early in the game, you know, this is not a heroic rescue quest of your brother. Mm-hmm. or anything like that this is like survive because your brother and the rest of stars have gone to europe yeah to go uh to go take on umbrella hq mm-hmm.
0: yeah and if you're if if you're leon you know you you just come here you know because it's a place to go and there might be you know there, there might be weapons i forget is this where you get the shotgun if you're leon um if you uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, if, yeah
1: uh but i couldn't remember i thought if i took it there i it wouldn't be there for uh for um Claire. No, so I, no. since I got it from the gun shop, I didn't, didn't take it from the, the cabinet here. I didn't need two shotguns,
0: even yeah. though if
1: I could equip one in each hand, it'd be pretty rad. Well, you know, yeah.
0: Kind of, kind of a nice like little, little evil dead touch. Um Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you know, regardless, you can kind of see some you know personal details of the uh, of, of the various stars. People, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention checking Wesker's desk fifty times to get the roll of film that you know shows you Rebecca Chambers in a basketball outfit. Yep. Um, but as you're leaving, uh, regardless, kind of, of you know of of what you found here, uh, Fax comes in uh, from mm-hmm. the FBI uh, directed towards Chris, uh, talking about the uh, the various crimes of uh, police chief, uh, police chief Irons. Uh, who uh, was convicted of rape when he was at college, uh, yep. you know, and then kind of went on to live this prestigious life.
1: It's one of the, the, the one of the clues you get, the earliest clues that you get that this guy, uh, you know, is a bad egg. That's real kind of short sighted, uh, you know, from the, the agency to send it via fax. Like they had no conception <laughs> that irons could get to it first, you know, and just toss it out. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, that to me implies that no one really knows this is going on. Mm-hmm in Raccoon city, which is kind of weird. Like you think this would have made the news. Like we're not going to spend too much time dwelling on that. Yeah. But it's a weird part of the game. You know, if like the government's just sending faxes, like it's a regular old day,
2: um,
1: (laughs) you know, what, how has this been kept a secret? Yeah. You know?
0: And, and it's one of those things where like the, the, the actual event that took place before this, that, you know, can of like spread anything. So this is, uh, September 25th and the, uh, the, the incident took place on the 22nd. I think. Yeah. So it's been three days. Yeah. Plenty and, of time. Yeah. But pl- pl- yep. plenty of time for people to realize like, Oh, maybe, you know, he's dead. So we don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. But, uh, you, you know, it, it kind of says that Chris, you know, blew out of there more recently. Right.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Very small time window. Uh, that yeah. All of this could be going on. And the, uh, you, if you're, if you come here as uh, Claire, like you can also get the uh, grenade launcher. Yes. In her campaign, um, which is a really powerful weapon and uh yeah. is downright essential
0: mm-hmm.
1: um for this and it's it's pretty much what you want to use against liquors unless you have the shotgun yeah um the, can you kind of
0: continue or go ahead uh, the, the the grenade launcher you know much like the one in the first game has different types of ammo that kind of work a little bit better or and or you know some of them are more scarce uh than others but it kind of underlines that yep claire's jill and leon is chris yep <laughs> yep yep yeah. exactly
1: So you kind of continue to explore uh, the police station, you know, fighting zombies, and, uh, you know, you run to your first liquor that you're going to fight. Um, You're pretty much just the the modus operandi for this game is you get a key item, you know, essentially just like a a Metroid or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you get a key item, you return to areas you've already explored where you can unlock and explore a little bit more, find more key items. Mm Mm-hmm etc
0: they keep it a little bit like varied because like as you go back through these areas you know things that you thought were taken care of before um come back especially as you open up more of the place uh mm-hmm. things start respawning more um yeah and just kind of like you get the sense that like yes this place is being overrun it can't be safe forever so you know it kind of lights a fire under your ass um the first kind of hint of this as you're going back through the west hallway uh you know these kind of barricaded windows break open and like zombies are reaching through
1: yeah, right. yeah, that's a good, you're pretty good jump scare.
0: Yeah, yeah, in this game, Windows, Windows, and Resident Evil, man, Windows and uh, helicopter pilots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, so you kind of uh, continue through here
1: when you. So this is the point in the game on um, my playthrough where I was like, I actually had to restart because I ran low on ammo. Like my instinct in video games in that can require stealth or aversion. It, look it up. It's a word. Avoision. Um, <laughs> you uh, is to kill everything so I can explore at my leisure. Um, that's not how you play this game, however. Right. And I had so little ammo. I went to the uh, East Hall and there's, you know, six zombies in, on a screen. And after killing them, I had literally one shotgun shell left. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't, you know, so I ended up starting over being a lot more conservative with my ammo. Um, zombies take a lot of bullets. Like they, they can take, you know, I I one of them took 10 to kill, which is almost, you know, a clip, like mm-hmm. not almost a clip, it's like half a clip though. Yeah. Um, you know, and and there are some factors you can do to kind of mitigate that, but um, some of it is definitely up to chance, how much, you know, how many bullets a zombie is going to take. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really, I mean, I said it earlier, but it's underlining this like, you know, flight over fight style of playing the game.
0: Yeah. And you can kind of play that to a little bit of your advantage. So like you can clear a path if you're willing to take a hit and like in struggling, you could knock them back. So especially in that East hallway, um, you can actually clear a path for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, until you get more ammo by just kind of like, okay, bite me, I will shake you off and then, you know, run while the path is right. While the path is clear.
2: Yeah.
1: You can also, if you knock down guys, if you walk over them, they'll grab your ankle, and you can one-shot them without using ammo, which I ended up doing a lot. If it was an area I knew I'd be returning to, um, the issue, when we come down to that, like, survival horror is all about making you make choices without knowing the consequences. Yeah. No, If this is your first time through the game, knowing which areas are worth clearing, um, you know, you don't really know. Right. You can kind of make guesses based on how many rooms connect to it, especially once you get the map. Yeah. Um, But... That's a really important thing. Like, what areas are worth clearing out, and what areas are worth, you know, just running by guys. That can be a function of the amount of time you're going to be there, or how easy, you know, how open it is, and how easy it is to to run by the dudes.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the 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 east side of the station is really really not worth clearing at this point because yeah. so so much of it is locked and some of it so much of it is kind of overrun. the the one the one reason you would you would want to dip into that side would be for uh, you know the 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 safe that's in there that has some ammo for your B level weapon or for your level two weapon and also uh, the map of the precinct which makes navigating a little bit easier. Yeah, um, but much much more easier i wish there was a one button uh like i wish that i had a map like a mini map that like Like so so badly that was shocking coming back to it like you know i knew the tank the the the, the tank controls would be a thing Mm -hmm. for me um you know for for as much as i've played these it still takes me about like 30 minutes of playing to like really get up to speed with it and it's kind of like i was pressing triangle thinking like okay where's my map where's my map nothing
1: i I missed the quick turnaround like crazy oh god yeah like that's so useful and that's you know, not having that really is tough to go back to. Yeah. Um, even like a one button map would be very useful, but even like I would, even I'd prefer like a mini map or like, uh, the way that, you know, having a map on like a VMU style thing, yeah. you know, just something I could reference while I'm going through, because you do a lot of the nature of the game is you do a lot of backtracking. Yeah. Um, and, and which in I'm, some ways is really cool. And there are some, like you open up shortcuts and you open up doors from the other, they're locked from the other side. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's some ways to make that easier, but you still are going to spend a lot of time treading the same ground.
0: Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, it's the, compre- like, knowledge compresses space, right? Yeah. Like, like when you first get into this, the place seems really big and daunting. But as you see more of it, it becomes, like, you, you become more aware of the, like, interconnectedness of it. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you've got it in the notes, but, like, you mentioned that, like, when you get up to the second floor and you kick the ladder down to the first floor, you call it a Dark Souls shortcut. And that was exactly what I was thinking, was, like, yeah. the shortcuts in this game are, like, Dark Souls. Yeah. You Know is very much even down to like this will act make you access an earlier save point in the level,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Yeah, it, it, it like it cuts the level in half almost, yep. right? Yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, you know, you you get up to this, you know, to the second floor. There's uh, there's the library that is very suspiciously full of books about chemistry and umbrella. I wonder yeah. if there's a connection. the <laughs> like first, first sign. Who are these idiot cops? I mean, I know I
1: don't want to make fun of that too much, but like, who are these guys? I don't don't understand that any of this is fishy. Like uh. umbrella. I mean, there's some lore stuff that justifies it. Like umbrella is supposed to be um, really good for the town. Like it provides lots of jobs. They do a yeah. lot of philanthropy um like you know here
0: here in cincinnati we have procter and gamble you know
1: yeah (laughs) if you if you worked at like a a, a police station and every single book was about mouthwash like you would still be suspicious
0: (laughs) you know
2: um so Uh, yeah i don't know Mm -hmm.
0: but uh you solve a you know little puzzle the weird thing about this is like the like none of the puzzles or boss fights are that memorable right?
1: Yeah. The, uh, the, the boss, I mean, there's a couple boss fights that have a little bit to them, but essentially it's the function of you saving up that ammo by not by kiting regular enemies and just trying to pour it in, you know, pour your strongest ammo into whatever it is. Yeah you're fighting Mm -hmm. um and there aren't there are fewer boss fights than i remembered yes um in the game there are only a couple and i I think they do you know a lot more of that a little you know i mean i know they do more of them later like Mm -hmm. later games have more uh boss encounters Mm -hmm. but this this early the first game the non-remake version and this are not really about that at all Mm -hmm. um you know they're really about this traversal and resource management that's you know it's not necessarily even about any kind of combat even though combat is incredibly satisfying because of those kind of like you know Sight and sound elements to the weapons. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you know, there, there's some story stuff that happens here on the second floor that we haven't quite talked about yet. Most notably, finding Sherry. Uh, yeah. You know, like you, you save her as the as the A campaign person. Um, and not then, a, not as Leon. In a oh, campaign. okay. So so, so Leon. you
1: never meet Sherry in okay. A campaign, Leon, which is really weird. I didn't remember that. Huh. Um, you are essentially just. Going through the station by yourself up until you get to the parking garage is Leon. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't get any plot stuff.
0: Yeah. Like so it's so,
1: definitely the worst campaign, the worst of the two.
0: Yeah. So so I got I got confused because in you know Claire A Leon B like Leon sees her and tells Claire like Hey she ran this way.
1: Yeah, that never yeah. that never happens. Huh. Weird. It's uh, it's really odd. You only run into her in the stars office. Okay. Is the only time you run into her while you're in the station. Yeah. Uh, hmm. In uh, Leon A. But yeah, tell us about uh, Sherry Birkin.
0: Sherry Birkin. So she's a young girl. I believe that uh, canonically she's twelve at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you know, you don't know too much about her except she's a young girl who is uh, incredibly vulnerable in a, uh, in a in a dangerous situation. Um, and you know, she kind of serves a daughter role for Claire. You know, like immediately you see her and it's kind of like, oh, we've got to make sure that she's safe, right?
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. And it kind of it plays the motivation for Claire is a little bit stronger than Leon's, whereas like Leon, you know the the uh, NPC you run into being Ada, you kind of instantly, um, you know, fall in love with her and want to plot protect her, and yeah. that makes a little bit less sense than Claire wanting to protect this little girl in a zombie house. Yeah, you know, like anybody would want to do that. They're a decent human being, right? You know, so again, just like laying credence that Claire A is the stronger, more canonical mm-hmm. campaign. I also was thinking about meeting her in the context of Silent Hill 2. Oh, Where, like, yeah, that's a yeah. real different – I wonder if any of that was intentional um, on the – because Silent Hill 2 came out after this, uh, clearly.
0: Yeah, about three years if, after it, yeah.
1: If any of that – if that was an intentional thing, you know, like, let's kind of flip the script on what it could be to find a little tiny girl in a really dangerous environment. Yeah. Um. So, I don't – I mean, I, I don't want to second-guess those developers, but that was, like, a parallel I thought of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just think about, uh, the clock tower series or haunting ground. It, it's, it's a relative, it's a relatively well-worn trope for survival horror to put, uh, to put seemingly defenses to seemingly defenseless young girls in dangerous mm-hmm. situations just because it's a, it's
1: a trope for horror. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. So,
0: yeah. So she, she's, she's interesting. She like, she doesn't really come into her own as like a motivation until her dad is introduced. Um, but like right now it, you know, it becomes like a, Hey, we've got to look for this person right here. So it kind of keeps this section of the game from flagging a bit,
1: I think. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're making your way through the, through the second floor. It's interesting. You find a secretary's diary. So like, as you mentioned before, it's kind of like, man, he's acting really weird. Um, you know, collecting these hundred thousand dollar paintings and such.
1: I, I love all the logs in this, but going through each one would be yeah, excruciating. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of the general takeaway is that the chief is crazy, and mm-hmm. he is ensuring that, if anything, you know, that this siege is going to be disastrous yeah. for the police station. He's sabotaging it by – that's why you can't find ammo. That's why there's all this nonsense with the keys and the puzzles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he's A, crazy, and B, working for Umbrella. To mm-hmm. actively you know uh, ensure the downfall of stars, yeah, because S.T.A.R.S. is on to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, um, nice. and you don 't uh, like i said you don 't even meet him in your in uh, the A campaign for Leon
0: yeah, but you do um, in Claire, and I think that irons is like the one of the more interesting characters in the series i didn 't initially uh, like like appreciate him, but as mm-hmm. like the architect of like most of this stuff, you know him and Birkin working side by side uh, and just his particular uh, his his particular psychoses. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot.
1: He's real crazals. Yep. Uh, so you, so you eventually head, uh, head up to the roof and you see a, uh, there's a helicopter burning and you mm-hmm. see how that happens in, uh, in the B campaign, essentially just like a, a night watchman looking dumpy, like a Paul Blart, <laughs> character, um, attempts to flag down <laughs> the, the, uh, the helicopter and, uh, you know, accidentally shoots it down like a real idiot. And, uh, yeah. It becomes kind of a cool uh, puzzle in that you just need to you know, burst open this this water tower mm-hmm. to get past it. Um, you know, that's a cool puzzle, and yeah. But to, do,
0: but to do that, you have to go to like one like what I think is one of the best scares in the game, at least. As oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So 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 you so you you know from the roof you can you can get down you know through this alley and there's a little bit more city street stuff, but you get to this cabin slash like power substation area, and it's like a save room. You find the the the, the water handle, and you find a you know uh, like in Claire's campaign, that's where you get the bow gun, which is pretty neat. Um, but then like you try to open this door. And it does something yeah. that completely breaks the mechanics, which is like you're opening it and then on the other side of what you think it's just like a perfectly normal save screen, you hear dun dun, and there are these zombies that come in and it floods the room with zombies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's like, the, oh
0: shit. The uh I remember reading a review of this that
1: called that out and said, like, we're not gonna tell you when the safe room attack happens, but it's one of the coolest moments in the game. Yeah. And, uh, I, I love it. I love that bit too. Yeah. It makes sense because that area has been overrun. Like you just came from there, you know, it's <laughs> going out into the city yeah. um, or you just came from there in, uh, the B scenario. Yep. You actually get to see how that area gets overrun, mm-hmm. but the, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it is definitely one of the coolest scares in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's something they haven't repeated in the series. I don't no. think like, it's just kind of a one-time trick, which I, I was really you know glad that they threw that in there somewhere.
0: They did it a little bit with, uh, with nemesis being able to go through doors
1: Yeah. 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 Which I, man, God, do I love nemesis. If we, (laughs) if we end up doing this show for, I mean, we should wait a while before we do another resident evil game, but, um, nemesis as as a concept like that is so, so cool. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that in this game. Just a Um, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you know, you're, you're continuing through the game, you know, exploring, exploring, exploring. Yeah.
0: Um, After you put the fire out on the, on the helicopter, it becomes clear that in order to progress, you need to clear the wreckage. Um, mm-hmm. at least as Claire, uh, do you have to do that for Leon? I forget.
1: Um, no, okay, no, cause that's where you find irons is back there. Yeah. And yeah. It's Leon a, you never go back there. Okay. Yeah. This is when you head down to the, the basement.
0: Mm-hmm. So we can talk about our individual experiences there. Tell us what happens in the basement.
1: Um, you go down and you run into Ada Wong, who is your kind of companion NPC for the, the Leon a game who, um, is dressed like a spy, um, <laughs> because she is a spy and uh, says that she's there um, to find her boyfriend who works for Umbrella.
0: John. John. You used her and, name as a password in the first game.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So it ties in uh, there, which is kind of neat. And uh, she needs your help to push a. Somebody parked a van in front of kind of the prison sewer entrance, which is really smart thinking you <laughs> know, for, for stopping people from getting in there. Um, so the two of you do that, and you head down, and you do this whole little bit with the kennels, like there are dogs. And you run into uh, – what is his first name? Ben. Ben, yeah, the reporter. Ben Bertolucci. Yeah, Bertolucci, who has a a terrible rat tail haircut (laughs) and and who has locked himself in a jail cell for safety. Yeah. And Ada is looking for him because he might know where John is. Um, He has the whole story on the corruption in the the police department, on irons and everything. um, But he is in in jail and is refusing to leave because it's safe there.
0: Yeah. So he then, he, he kind of he tells you to you know to explore the sewers, right?
1: Yeah, essentially, yeah. He says that there's you know there's answers in the sewers, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you this idea of how to get, to get out. And in the Leon A game, this kind of starts your you know that's what you're doing. You're trying you uh, go you know go upstairs, get some more keys and 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 gems and crests and and yeah, stuff like that. Pretty much plugs and eventually yeah, plug plugs keys and crust, <laughs> and eventually get down to uh, the sewer for your first boss fight. Um and then it transitions into the next area. Yeah. But uh what do you do as,
0: uh, as As Claire. So as Claire, um it becomes clear that Sherry has run back there. Uh so you have to go down to the uh, to the evidence room because you find a note earlier uh that says uh that, you know, that says like you know, we found these operatives skulking around with C four um mm-hmm. and also hollow points and a thermal and a thermal flare, or like a therm- thermal lenses rather. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you get on there and you have to get, you know, enough explosives together in order to kind of, uh, clear this wreckage. Um, and you get back there and you find irons, uh, who is fully crazy. Uh, he is keeping the, 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 mayor's wife or the mayor's daughter, uh, dead on, on, on his desk saying like, Hey, you know, the only way to take care of these is to, uh, is to put a bullet through their brains. Also, isn't her skin perfect? Yeah,
1: um. <laughs> he looks like he's eating out of her chest cavity like a cereal bowl. Like it's a real unnerving little scene yeah. when you first get there. Um, you do see that in, in the B scenario for uh, for Leon A. Yeah. You go and interact with Irons a bit. Just a bit yeah
0: yeah so it's uh it's it's very much unsettling but you find you you find sherry back in his kind of private quarters his like his whole quarters are full of taxidermy you know, taxidermied animals and such and you know, stuff like that um and sherry says like hey something's after me uh then she runs off after she, she hears a noise irons is uh is 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 infected uh with uh you know with with birkin's little embryo baby um mm-hmm. and uh you are kind of like tasked with Finding a way to open the, uh, the 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 door that's behind his desk, so that's what sets you back out into the uh, in, into the station, looking for the various uh, plates that you're gonna Perkin. find. Perkin, he's looking real hot, knocking <laughs> up irons all around the clock.
2: <laughs> Shrimp and white wine. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he just wants to get everything pregnant. Yep. like if he could get the world pregnant. If he could buy the world of Coke and get the world pregnant, Birkin <laughs> would do it.
2: Like, he would do it. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. That, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that sends you back out. Um, and you do dip down into the, into the sewers a little bit as Claire, Claire, a, uh, because, uh, oh, gosh, I forget what puts you down there, but, uh, but the keys lead you into that kind of back area where you find like the, uh, the, the morgue and the, uh, the weapons room and things. Yeah.
1: Like that. That, that stuff yeah. is connected to the, um, the parking garage. Yeah, but I think as I think you end up do you go there through a different way if you're Claire A. Do no you not no, push you, the you, thing you, out of the
0: way. You still uh, you, you you go through the uh, through the east hallway back there uh, through mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the hallway where you can close the shutters and things like that. And there's just a, there's an alternate door that doesn't lead you through the kennels. Gotcha like gotcha, there.
1: yeah, yeah it's a slightly different different way um when you're down there with Ben as Leone, the thing I neglected to mention is that uh he gets impregnated, yes um, by by an embryo and explodes, and a little <laughs> tiny cute like <laughs> like he comes and 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 crawls away um yeah. and for no particular reason other than that like like why is he you know getting impregnated like it's a real weird other than just this urge to make everything pregnant. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird plot point.
0: Yeah. You don't see him kill people too many other ways though. Yeah. So, that's, like, well,
1: in, in, uh, in Claire B, he tears, uh, irons in half. Right. Like he throws his torso up through a, uh, hatch. Yeah. Like, which is really, it drags him down to a hatch and throws his torso back up, which is really (laughs) awesome. Um, In one of the most like metal scenes in the game. Um, So he does, I mean, but most of the time he's going to kill things through making them pregnant.
0: Right. Right. He he does that with, uh, with, with irons and, and, uh, um, Claire, which is a nice little bit of irony for him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ironsy. Yeah. So (laughs) you go back through, uh, as Claire, you pick up these plates, um, that will open up the door behind Irons' desk, um, ultimately leading you up to kind of this watchtower. Um, and, uh, as, as Leon, you're, you're going after the plugs, right? Which will open one of the doors in the, in the sewer.
1: Yeah. It's going to open up more or less the way into the sewer.
0: Right. Are the, are the plugs
1: is what you're, what you're looking through.
0: Yeah. So, and I mean and and that kind of wraps up the station there are a couple of other nice little set pieces there um as you're kind of like wrapping things up so like uh do we mention finding Marvin again and him and him uh transforming like right in front of your face
1: yeah yeah, and it looks real weird when he transforms yeah, he like turns close ups on faces and uh. In PlayStation 1 games are kind of a bad idea, I think, <laughs> um, you know, in-engine. Just a little bit. Because it, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he does he does transform in front of your face. That's how you get the last – I think that's how you get either the last plug or the last key. Yeah. As Leon. It gets like – some of these key items in this, um, you know, get confusing and I get them mixed together. Yeah. I get to a door. I know I need three of something. <laughs> I go and check my inventory and see if I have those three of somethings. Like, it's not that – like I just want to say it's not that interesting, It's the, I mean the like, specifics of it. It's, There's some cool ideas behind some of it. Like the chess plugs are there because the guy who runs the sewer is a chess maniac. Yeah, yeah. So somehow the city has given him like, well, you design the lock and you do it however you want. It's your <laughs> birthday, Thomas. You know, you're the man of the hour. Yeah. And uh, let him just decide, you know, whatever insane way he wants to lock up the city's sewer system is fine. <laughs> um, but it comes down to just getting, you know, the requisite parts. Yeah. To open up the next door, you know, and I'm not, I don't mean to make say that as a dismissal because no, it's no. fun in the moment, but it doesn't, you know, when recounting it, it doesn't matter yeah, that much. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's kind of but like we haven't, are. we haven't talked too much about like the, the, the suit keys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's just, it's just a way to, 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 to give you access to stuff after plot points,
1: yep. you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The one thing I will say is one of the most like one of the most satisfying, most beautiful words that you can write into in this game is this key is no longer used. Discard. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. Every time that pops up, it's like, yes. Please. Yes, yes, yes. Like, let get this out of my inventory because inventory management is such a huge deal in this game. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of the interesting things that happens is you can get to, um, if you get into the weapons locker, and I don't know if this is the same for Claire, Claire A, it but is. you get a choice between taking a submachine gun or a thing that increases your inventory two slots. Yeah. And whichever one you don't take is available for your B character.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, which is, that's, that's a really cool choice. And it's one of the few times where they literally say like, this is a way you're impacting the second game.
0: Right. You know, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the a brief glimpse of the promise at that, that, that first, uh, zapping system concept, yep. uh, you know, would have, would have, yeah. would have brought forward and just kind of like as a general rule, it's, you know, as Leon, you want to pick the side pack, Claire, she has enough firepower with the grenades to where like, okay, I'll pick up the, the submachine gun. And that's, you know, that's perfectly fine. But in the B campaign, you get the submachine gun anyway. Yeah. So it's, yep, yep. it's better to, you know, just to, depending on how you play. Um, but you yeah, get, you
1: get more weapons in the the B campaign with Leon A. I had the pistol, the Magnum, and the shotgun. Yeah, and uh, and I found a flamethrower, you know, in in the second in the lab. But that's not, you know, that chews through yeah. ammo so
0: quickly. And uh, Leon gets more opportunities to upgrade his weapon too. Yeah, yeah, um, which is awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: like the, the, the it makes a huge deal. The upgraded Magnum is so satisfying. Yeah. Like your character literally like reels back. Yep, like a cartoon <laughs> western, like when you shoot it. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, when you, so you get to, um, on your way down to the sewer, like right as a transition, there's the first boss fight.
0: Uh, Um, There's one more thing I would like to talk about. Um, the interrogation room scare. Oh yeah. 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 When you're on the east side of the, on the east side there, uh, (laughs) and the liquor bursts through the, uh, through the two sided mirror or one way mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: You should run at that point because you can't open doors. But it's it's a good scare. Like I think it's really obvious something is going to happen there. Yeah. But I've said this before. I think in like an episode of Dead Idea of a Hollow, like that kind of those kind of scares work on me and I'm Mm -hmm. happy they work on me. Yeah. Like I don't try to outsmart media as I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. Like you could you could go into that room and you could look at the mirror and be like something's going to jump through there. Something's going to jump through there and then be disappointed when it happens. Or you can just play along. Yeah. And have fun with the fucking thing and just let it take you in a little bit for real you know like don't yep. don't spoil fun for yourself mm-hmm. um you know and this is a good example of that like that always gets me it's kind yep. of fun to jump a little bit yep i'm not in any real danger like that's the reason why we play horror games like <laughs> you don't need that kind of vigilance against threats that aren't real
0: right you know <laughs> you just let yourself be bright and man it's way too quiet right now huh i've never yeah, seen another totally. mirror in this game like yeah. how, I mean,
1: it's the way it's like, it's actually like a role-playing mm-hmm. experience, you know, yeah. in, in like this, not in like an RPG, like video game term, but like an actual role-playing experience. And why not like just go along with it a little bit? Yeah. You know, I mean, some people are, uncap- are incapable of doing it. Right. But if, if you, you know, don't, don't try to do it, I think that's, a, that's obnoxious.
0: Suspend your disbelief, right? And yeah. like, you, you know, they, like they, they put stuff in, like that East hallway with the broken windows, that couldn't mm-hmm. look more like the dog hallway in Resident Evil 1 if it tried. Right. But they're just kind of like, Oh man, is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? And then when the zombies come flooding in and that, and the library cutscene, it's kind of like, Oh no dogs, but like now I'm fucked.
1: Yeah. Now getting (laughs) to that area is going to be, you know, I I like how you have that, um, cord and you can choose one of the hallways Uh to put up the shutters. So you get to choose which one is going to be more navigable out of the two. I think that's really smart Yeah, and pretty clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. First boss fight. Yeah. Um, yeah and it depends you either fight um, like uh, the uh, embryo I think that you you I fought the embryo and you fight Birkin at this point
0: no you fight so so, so regardless you fight um, the the G Imago, right okay. the, the, uh, the, the the embryo that grows up so as Claire uh, you fight the one that hatched from irons um, oh, from, they're from, different from, from his ter- from his taxidermy room and as and as Leon when you're on that well you're both on bridges strangely enough, you fight the one that hatches from Ben.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I knew it was I thought it was maybe we fought uh but they're just different kinds of uh, yeah. monsters at this point.
0: In the B campaign you fight uh you, you you fight Birkin. You fight the first right one of Birkin with his yeah. with his rod.
1: Yeah, there there's no uh there's nothing to this fight. Yep. Like you just stand and empty out your most powerful weapon and try to get away from him when he gets close to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, when it's Birkin, when you come back for the B scenario, there's a little bit more to, because Birkin fights when he's humanoid are about favoring his off arm. Yeah. Like he always has one arm that's powerful and you just want to stay on that side. And that's the extent to which you can, you can have strategy. Yeah. Is try to, uh, to, to get around on that end. Um, but that, that's really it. Yeah. You know, um, there's not like, yeah, the boss fights there are disappointing. You fight increasingly gruesome monsters. Like they get mm-hmm. more disgusting looking. Yeah. Um, And this idea of this kind of just horrible, you know, (laughs) fecundity-like life just expanding and growing and mutating and everything is pretty cool. But mechanically, they're all a snooze, more or less. Just a bit,
0: yeah. It's just the the, the variety, like, you know, especially in light of, like, later entries in the game, uh, 3, but especially 4, and and 5 a little bit. Just kind of like you think, like, Resident Evil games, chock full of monsters, right? Well, actually, not.
1: Yeah, not historically, you know, necessarily. Um, they do a couple of nods to interesting boss fights in Code Veronica. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they they do they do some neat stuff with that, but yeah. Um, yeah, and this early in the series, it's just more about throwing bigger and grosser cl- piles of claw at you. Yeah. Um, so you get into the sewers, and this is you know. It's this is a, this is going to be a long episode but it's maybe not going to be as long as it seems because the next couple of areas are significantly shorter.
0: Right, right. So like you're you're like the plot really really accelerates. Nothing yeah. much happens in the in the police station except you kind of explore Irons's crazy, you know, fucked up psyche. Um mm. but when you get into the sewers, you know, the rubber really hits the road as regards the conspiracy that's happening, right? Yep. Yep, yep. Um so as in the uh Leon
1: A Scenario: uh, You get down here and you run into a net,
0: yeah. and
1: uh, Ada starts chasing her mm-hmm. immediately. Um, and Annette has a gun. And if Thirty Flights of Loving has taught us anything, <laughs> don't chase people with guns yeah, because right. they can just turn around and shoot you at any time. Like it's so dumb to open yourself up to blind corners when you're chasing someone with a gun. Yeah, that's like the dumbest thing to do. And uh, Leon, because he's plot in love with Ada for no reason. Um, dives and takes a bullet for her. Yeah. And uh, you control Ada and go chasing after Annette.
0: Yeah, leaving Leon for dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, you, you check him and it says, his wound doesn't seem uh, grievous. You know he's in a sewer, right? <laughs> like, any open wound. Like, video games are all about, like, I don't know if it's just a mark of me being older, but, like, my hatred for sewer levels is now at least 40% the hatred of the idea of getting feces in my open wounds, you know? Because it's constantly happening in video games. Like, like, septic shock should be how most characters in video games die. Like, just, like, swimming in a puddle of urine with zombie cuts all over you. What do you, you know, like, protect that shit, man. Get Get some of those fisherman pants.
0: Waiters. Yeah, get some waiters, dude. Like, Ugh. and like before he's even bandaged up, bandaged up. You know, Leon wakes up and he goes chasing after Ada, and he wades like through waist high garbage water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, you're getting all that kind of all that feces up in your dick hole. You're feces all up in your wound holes. Like, there's no way. It's like the, There's no way you're not you're gonna come out of that without, you know, just like dying like a third world like, orphan. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, I'm sad.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know, Look. if we can't compare the plight of Leon So Kennedy to a third world orphan.
0: <laughs> I, you know. I, have, I have a sucking chest wound. Let's go to the open sewer water park.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Disgusting what are you doing but so anyway so you chase chase a net you do some really obnoxious shit with valve handles yeah uh, with these bridges which i just really wish that puzzle wasn't there it's just like do you remember to bring this thing
0: if not fuck you if you did it's not a puzzle it's just if, you know if you remembered it cool if you didn't walk back through the spider hallway
1: yeah exactly well, well you never had to fight a spider which right, is nice there's right. some of those easy enemies to avoid but mm-hmm. man when you, when you talk about the camera work in this game the spider shots are incredible where it's like the end of a hallway and there's a spider right around the corner and you're in the background. Yeah. Coming towards the foreground, like again, like it's playing with that you versus your avatar. Like you know that the spiders are there, but your avatar does not.
0: Yeah. And you
1: know which way your avatar has to go.
0: You you know that the spiders are there because you can hear them because they sound like socked feet on a hardwood floor.
1: Yeah. 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 The the spiders are awesome enemies in this game for being like really easy and you never have to fight them, Yeah, but they're really cool. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so you do that really annoying uh, – I don't I even want to call it a puzzle valve, – valve handle nonsense uh, in order to – and I, I'm kind of, like, losing my memory exactly what happens. I know you reconvene with Leon. Like, you get to the end of – you go down. You're chasing Annette. You,
0: like uh, you, you, you confront her, and she says, like, what are you here for? She calls your motives into question, and then she right. runs off. But you find a bunch of items that you know uh, Leon will want to use. And then like you circle back, like it, it, the loop closes with you being back near where Leon is.
1: Well, no, you go, you go down to where the alligator is. Oh they, yeah. Yeah. You go down to that, like that sewer, that pile of garbage that Leon wants to rub into his wounds. And then Leon just wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere, like again, kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what happens there with uh cuz we can talk about the alligator. I'm sure that's the same for both of us. It, it
0: is the same. Yes. Um, but what uh,
1: what happens before that with you?
0: Yeah, so 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 you're walking through the sewers and then uh Sherry is kind of like washed away in the current and because, mm. you know, she she can move around she's small enough to go through vents, but she's also small enough to be sucked through uh sewage intakes. Uh so <laughs> And put that on your resume. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like being a chimney sweeper and jockey. You want to be as yeah. as lithe as possible. Um, mm-hmm. but um, she gets separated and uh Sherry on her own uh for the second time uh is kind of like in the administration area of the sewers. Um, you know, and, and she has to go through these warehouses uh through zombies whose only recourse is to vomit on her. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she's too zomb- zombies zombies do that with you too.
1: It's really interesting. Like if you're higher or lower than a zombie, yeah. it pukes. Yeah, and uh, you can run into that in the city, as early in the city when you're standing on a garbage uh, garbage can or yeah. uh, a dumpster,
0: rather, and shooting them. Yeah, so, so you so you're separated from her and uh, you know, from from Claire, and the 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 path that you you know that that you take. Um, did I mention that you were separated because you saw Birkin and she like freaked out? And you know, slip mm. through the okay. So that that's important. Um, but she uh, she, she kind of goes to the same uh, trash pit <laughs> that uh, the Ada goes through, except uh, uh, Birkin finds her and uh, impregnates her, um, yep. and uh, you know, leaves behind the item. So she's still there, and you, you you revert back to Claire in order to kind of like follow her path uh, concurrently. So you, so, you know, so you reach, you know, so you reach there. So regardless, uh, either Leon or Claire go to this trash pit and, uh, they are attacked by, uh, a gigantic alligator, uh, yep. who has the biggest supple pink mouth that you could ever th- <laughs>
1: think. <laughs> like it's a, yeah, it's true. It is one
0: supple pink mouth. Um, it's, it's, it's like it, being gnawed in half by a pillow.
1: Yeah. 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 It's kind of, got <laughs> this one's corked. Um, <laughs> the, the, this is a really cool boss fight because you can, uh, you can brute force it. Yeah, like you can you can kill him, but it's really tricky because you're on a linear hallway uh, from him. Yeah. So you you know you have to manage your distance and um, but the the correct way to to do this is to uh, there's a a gas like a gas canister. Yeah. And a little button that just ejects it because we don't know how sewers work. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll buy it. Like <laughs> we'll, also we this just is, assume, yeah, the audience hasn't seen a sewer. They'll think this is a thing.
0: Also, this is a sewer that's like spacious enough for you to walk around in.
1: And for, yeah, a giant alligator <laughs> to walk around in. But, you know, so I don't question that there's just a button that just dispenses gas canisters because, yeah, I don't know. What do I know about sewers? Um, the uh, But you can do that, and they, the alligator will carry it around in his mouth, and you can blow it up with it in its mouth,
0: which is really yeah. cool. <laughs> you yeah. can turn it into, like, just a uh, fried alligator alligator fingers. It's, yeah. it's, it's really satisfying when it happens because, you know, puzzle bosses, I like them. This yeah. is a really good example of a puzzle boss, and it's you know work smarter, not harder, in re- yeah. in, uh, in in survival horror form. Yep, yep. 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 And
1: it, it doesn't happen that often in this game. Or it's actually this is the only time it happens in this game, but it doesn't happen that often in the series. Right. There's only a couple of other uh, ones I can think of. Right. Um, but yeah, and yeah, alligator is
0: yeah. damn tasty. <laughs> it tastes like so. uh, it, it tastes like a, a, It's chicken. Yeah, just a I little that. bit.
1: Let's take a little, like a mix between like a chicken and then like it's also a little rubberier. So it's got yeah. kind of a tiny little bit of calamariness. Yeah, like a, like I I like had a
0: fish, like a fish kind of feel. Yeah, yeah like a fish chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a, a chicken a, of the sea, a if you yes, yeah. You catch up with the uh, with the woman of your of your affection, and uh, regardless, you kind of go deeper into the sewers. Uh, you found like memos and things like that, which indicate that not only is the police station under the thumb of the uh, of, 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 of umbrella, but also all of the city's infrastructure is you know basically a William Birkin's uh, you know beck and call. Yeah,
1: his 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 ridiculous you know play playhouse. Yeah, you know, because um, I mean, there's 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 genre precedent for a city, you know, taking over or a corporation taking over a city through good works. Yeah, you know, and being sinister. Like I don't really have a problem with that, and it explains away a lot of the nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pr- I'm perfectly fine with, yeah. with, with 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 that part of it. It's just weird not to call it out because because you, you, like you're going through this game and you're building up this case for like how fucked up umbrella is. So this wasn't just an accident. This was them ensuring that if something went wrong, they would take everybody with them.
1: What's cool when you play three and you get to see somewhere, the rest of the city is you get to actually see some of umbrellas, like what they do when they're not just murdering people.
0: Yeah. They're a pharmaceutical like they, company.
1: Yeah. They have products that like, you know, I think one of them is called like Aqua Yeah. Um, they have products and they, you see advertisements for them and stuff. And that go went a long way towards making this make sense to me. Yeah. When I played the third one, I'm like, okay, so Umbrella is, you know, they're actually a business mm-hmm. as well as just an evil corporation. Yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're, uh, they're just they're, – they're a pharmaceutical – they're like Pfizer if Pfizer knew that they could turn people into weapons and right. sway world politics.
1: Right. So essentially like Pfizer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the, 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 <laughs> the, um, I love the end of the sewer too because you're essentially getting these crests to go through this door that is just like blocked by a waterfall. Which again, like if you had an umbrella, you could just get through that. Like it doesn't look that extreme. No, no. Like I can walk through some water. Yeah. I don't need to go fight a giant alligator. To I, I go
0: to, to water? I I I pay thirty dollars to a water park to do just that.
1: Yeah, or just like it looks like just like a gentle shower. Yeah, just walk like through maybe it.
0: wash some of the spider poison and feces off of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to though. It's a, it's you know, he's
1: into it, so yeah, it's somehow. <laughs> um so so you get out of the, the sewer and uh you get to the factory, which is just a, a set for a boss yeah. fight.
2: Yeah.
1: Essentially, and if you don't, if you haven't packed up correctly for this, it's really hard. God, so you, stupid, yeah. If you have though, it's pretty easy. Do you
0: fight uh, Birkin here? Yeah, as- yeah. This is in the A scenario. This is your first canonical fight with Birkin.
1: Yeah, I didn't know whether no. we fought the same boss because that's where that's where I fought him too. But it's the uh, it's another one where he's got a little tiny human arm and a big monster arm, and you yeah. just want to spend time on his human side.
0: Like, and and you, and you watch him as his as his mutation progresses. So as he takes damage, the area of him that gets you know hurt the most mutates around it. So mm. in a really unsettling kind of thing like you watch as his human head kind of slides down to his chest and yeah. he gets a new tyrant head that like springs up like a uh i don't even i don't even know um, yeah it's yeah super creepy yeah i forget to see goro at this point
1: does he still have two arms um and and mine he has two arms yeah yeah so he, he has two
0: arms there yeah he, becomes, he doesn't
1: he does he eventually Goro's out but yeah not, not here yet.
0: Yeah, but uh, you're on this tram, you know, headed to what is uh, what you assume is the is the umbrella, uh, you know, kind of uh, lab. And he comes along. He's following you, and yep. uh, um, decides to make your life a bit of a living hell. Yep. <laughs>
1: So, so now we enter the lab, which is drastically different depending on who, which character you play. Right. Um, like as as Leon, it's a very direct thing where you're just kind of getting through it and doing some card key nonsense, but your experience is much different because you have to deal with this antidote yes.
0: stuff, right? The antidote stuff mainly happens like after the uh after the self-destruct the self-destruct sequence happens. Though. Yeah. So like the, the the critical path through the lab is pretty much the same. You have to turn the power on, you have to uh get the card key that lets you into the majority of the area, but you are heading down to the actual main lab. Like that is mm-hmm. that, that is the area where shit gets real. Yeah. Right.
1: And so. this, is, this is a really cool area in a general sense because different parts of it have been kind of taken over
0: yeah.
2: by
1: different kind of mutated creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this crazy, like, plant column, <laughs> which I love. You run into these plant monsters, which look really cool. They're not too tough. Feed me! Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but going through that, like, that huge, like, you know, plant column-like thing that you, where you climb down this ladder and just yeah. from the, the floor <laughs> to the ceiling is this gigantic mutated root. Yeah. Kind of thing. That looks awesome.
0: That, that, and that, like, the, you, you had nightmares about that, right?
1: Uh, I do. I am scared of plants. These plants I'm I'm pretty safe with. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, the plant in uh, Resident Evil 1 I think is scarier. It is. Because you actually have to fight it. Yeah. Um, this one is not too bad. Mm-hmm. But when you first go into that room, you can see the roots wriggling through the, <laughs> yeah. the that thing and hear the noise. Yeah. Um, and then there's that anti-BOW spray. You've got in the notes here that it makes the plants poison in scenario B. Yes. Does it do any advantage for you in scenario A? It, it, Does it have it, any advantage? It, it
0: makes it makes the 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 enemies in the affected area take fewer shots to kill.
1: Okay, so yeah, yeah. you get to choose whether you want to have them even or whether you want to. Yeah. Increase your challenge on the second part.
0: And you don't learn about the about the poison effect until scenario B, where you find a, a, a document about that chemical, uh, hmm. which says, like, yeah, you know, it turns out that some of the, like, we can use it in a couple of situations, but most of these BOWs will actually uh, internalize this and use it as a toxin against other people. So yeah. <laughs> it was really,
1: really interesting. Like, I ended up using it because I couldn't remember what it did. Yeah. But um, they, it wouldn't have mattered making them weaker because I never fought these things. Right. Like, I always ran past them. Yeah, they're really slow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, but you go down here. There are a couple of like unique enemies here. They really backload it with uh, with, with with new stuff. They they up, they upgrade the uh, the liquors. They mm-hmm. they make them more chitinous. Yeah, um, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, take a couple more a uh, couple more uh, shots to kill. Um, and then, there's an awesome scare with them in that first hallway,
1: oh, because you go through it the first time you fight a couple of them and it's just, you know, it's just, you know, you hear the breathing and then walking around and it's real creepy, mm-hmm. but then another one pops out on your way back. So yeah. you just clear this area out and one of them falls down and that would probably the biggest jump out of me in this place where it became just, dro- just
0: drops through the vent <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right on go. top of you. And these ones, like if you, you have to manage your distance from them because they will, uh, do the hunter decapitate on you. Yeah. Like they, yeah, the one shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which I think if I recall, can they they can't do that if you have full health.
0: Right, right. right? You have to be on caution.
1: Yeah, if you're in caution mode, they can they can one shot you though. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: you also find uh down here the, the the lab zombies and uh the naked zombies. Uh yeah, yeah. which much like the first game, they'd have more health.
1: Yeah, for- I always just like to think that they're somewhere between turning into a liquor.
0: Oh yeah. Like yeah. You know, their
1: skin has just kind of been sloughing off and yeah. they're they're you know, they've been exposed, so they're maybe way because you know closer to becoming stronger yeah that's always what i think of them as
2: hmm.
0: i like that um, yeah. uh but you but you go into the main into the main lab which uh different things happen here you just you kind of see uh you know like what's been going on if you walk out i think in scenario a you find annette again you know just prior to uh just prior to being killed by birkin um, yeah yeah
1: this is where she um she you you run into a net um in in scenario a with leon Eventually, um, you run into Ada again, and uh, when you do, like she gets hurt during the the boss fight on the train. You carry yeah. her into a room just to rest. She comes out, and uh, Annette. When you first run to her, she calls, you know, Ada's motives into question. Tells you to suspect her that she works for the agency, that she's trying to get information from Umbrella from John, and then uh, she actually shoots Ada, and Ada falls off of a, a railing. Yeah. Um, and probably the biggest plot hole in doing Leon A, <laughs> like the pretty much the dumbest thing where it's like in your version, I think that she's just kind of passed out. Um, like yeah. she's, you know, and you think she's dead, but you could be wrong. In this one, though, she does this mammoth fall. You get angry and you throw the uh, G virus sample after her. Right. Which uh, presumably she gets it. And that's what ha- Like she somehow survives and somehow yeah, gets it. But yeah. they never, you know, f- they never show you. Right and uh, it's really obnoxious
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so and that, that's kind of another that's kind of a dumb dumb scenario it doesn't work as well just,
0: just a little bit as as yeah. claire you know uh she she comes after you thinking like oh my god you've killed my husband et cetera. Et cetera. you say like hey what about sherry and she says sherry like forgetting she has a daughter yeah
1: yeah yeah and like then, she, she she's pretty gone yeah. at this point
0: and uh and then and then she tries to run away from you after the confrontation and then Birkin kills her and uh she gives you the instructions for how to synthesize the the vaccine having come to her senses yeah um yeah uh regardless uh you have to go through the moth room which is just the worst thing yeah i love oh, that moth room like it's
1: it's super creepy ugh. and just like totally corrupted and destroyed and covered with zerg creep like floor ugh. to ceiling and so just
0: fucking... awesome and it flutters yeah. around it's just ugh
1: yeah it's real spooky i can't
2: i can't i can't uh
0: you can you can register your fingerprint in here which uh opens up an important room in uh scenario b but yeah uh, yeah yep yeah um regardless you get the m o disc uh which uh gives you the ability to get out of there mm-hmm. uh and more uh, disc more problems <laughs> um <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, uh, as, as Claire, you know, since the, since the, uh, uh, the self-destruct sequence has been activated, uh, you can synthesize the, you can synthesize the, uh, the vaccine. What happens is Leon, like you have to go and pick up Sherry, I think something like that. You don't, you don't touch Sherry. Oh,
1: okay. if you're Leon, Scenario A, I never met her. Okay. So you just leave oh, like there's wow. nothing to do except just go and huh. you, uh, you know, Ada's dead as far as you can tell. Um, and you just start leaving and you just run into the, the boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and that's it. That's just um, about it. The,
0: the The final boss fight, nothing like no great shakes. Like, what, what's good about it is that it's not like the canonical uh, Resident Evil boss fight where they throw you a rocket launcher. That does happen in Scenario B, but uh, right. you fight two forms of Birkin um, as he becomes more and more bestial. Uh, the mm-hmm. first form is Goro, In um, the second form he turns into a big, toothy, gaping dragon light monster. Yeah. who can like climb up on the racks.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It yeah. kind of hard when he's up on the racks. Yeah. Like that kind of was an interesting, uh, you know, boss fight element because you had to always keep moving. Yeah. But other than other than that, again, just empty your Magnum into him. Yeah. And that's
0: that's all you had to do. Spot it. Same thing, yeah. except with the grenade launcher here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You just have to lure him down. He can do some like pretty some pretty devastating like grab attacks on you mm-hmm. uh, if you let him get close. But if you don't let him, you know, if you don't let him get close, you're fine. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. What's interesting, so, so, you know, after, after this, you, you hop on this uh, train that's headed out of there. Uh, campaign A doesn't show you the entire story. You think that, like, oh, we're safe now because we're headed out of the city, mm-hmm. right? But uh, that is not the case when you get to scenario B. Uh, yep. you, you get an epilogue image as clear that shows you making it out of the city with Sherry, although that is patently false. You get abducted by, by government agents yeah. uh, no matter <laughs> what, um, at least according to the story. But, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the A campaign.
1: And then, so B campaign, we're going to go through this real quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. And And just kind of
1: point out differences. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference is Mr. X. Yes, yes. And and the best difference, like the coolest (laughs) thing about, like the biggest reason to play the scenario B. Because like we said before, it's like slightly different boss fights doing the same things in a slightly different order. And the biggest sense of danger is this Mr. X thing, which is kind of a prototype for Nemesis, which is one of my favorite things about Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil has ever done. Um, so, you know, you, you, you head into the police station a different way. And very early on, you see yeah. a cutscene with a helicopter dropping this guy off.
0: Yeah. And he, he drops into the, uh, the Raven hallway on the, on the East second floor. And, uh, he, like he, he looks humanoid. He looks like a person, except he's yeah, gigantic. Like a big person. Yeah. 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 And, uh, he, he will punch you out. He will punch your yep. lights out. And, yep. uh, he dogs your every step throughout the police station, um, and even yep. into the factory and labs. Yep. Uh, yeah, and he can he's so
1: he's after the G virus. Yeah, right. Uh, so he's supposed to be. He doesn't always, you know, follow his prime directive to do that in some weird plot ways. Like he just attacks the player, even though Sherry is right there. Right. Because Sherry's pendant has a has a uh, copy of the G virus in it. Right. Right, and that's why that's what's going on there. Yeah. Um, you know, you can fight him. Like mm-hmm. he is fightable, and you get a lot of ammo for you get as much ammo as you as you gave. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you manage to kill him, he's pretty slow. Like he's not actually that hard to fight, right. but you don't get as much benefit as you do for fighting Nemesis in three, right? Which like actually eventually provides upgrade paths for weapons, right? Um, for fighting him, for for fighting this guy, you know, you can do it. It's, but he's pretty easy to avoid. He has a really long wind up mm-hmm. with most of his attacks.
0: Yeah. You, you, um, yeah. you, can, you can lure him into getting, a, getting to a place In his animations where you can just run around him uh, yeah. The biggest advantages that he has Over you is uh, he almost always uh, Fights you in very narrow places yeah. um, And but- he almost always gets the jump on you so there are a couple of places in the, in the station where he will just, like, straight up punch his way through a wall. Again, breaking that kind of blanket of security that you have, knowing that as you are kind of in a different room, nothing that is outside of this place. It's basically like object permanence except for video games. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, like you, you hit the various notes of the different campaigns, uh, you know, in in, uh, in scenario B, right? So as, essentially, so,
1: you do the things that I did. Yeah. So you meet Ben. You meet uh, Ada. Yeah. You know, and, and and I meet Sherry, and I meet Irons. Mm-hmm. with Some real minor differences. Yeah,
0: so so like you know, your your boss, like like for me, uh, you know, as Leon getting out of the station through the sewers was to uh, to fight Birkin in his four one. So we, you know, the bar that he, you know, the, the, the rod that he's using uh, later on uh, uh, comes from this boss fight where he just like uses it as a club to hit you. Uh, hmm. Do you fight Birkin as uh, as, as, as Claire and uh, and uh, Claire B? Yeah. Yeah. okay, Okay. Cool. What 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 Arena do you do that in? Um, same, same arena, same in the,
1: in the, on that bridge. Oh, wow. Okay. you I there, I thought that was different too, until I, I, I got to it shortly after that is when I quit playing, but I watched a, a let's play
2: yeah,
0: yeah. the
1: rest of it to kind of see the, the plot points.
0: You get a that. new area, um, in, in scenario B, which is the factory is a little bit more expanded. Like there's a smelting, uh, area, which, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's especially convenient. It's, it's basically what happens between the, uh, between the tram and the lab. Uh, an so a right. way around that. Um like as 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 Leon you do this awesome uh, you do this awesome fight in the tram where it's like whack-a-mole against Birkin's arm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. And the uh that is actually the the smelting area is where in Claire B you actually fight uh Mr. X. Yeah or you yeah. you take care of Mr. X because you throw you trick him by throwing the pendant mm-hmm. into the the smelting area and he chases it like a real big dum dum. <laughs> um
0: and, and, and Leon A uh <laughs> or, or I'm sorry, and Leon B, you uh, he falls into it, but he comes back more mutated mm-hmm. after that. So his boss fight is a little bit harder because he 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 goes full Birkin on you, um, mm-hmm. and it requires you to uh, you know like that's where Ada shows up and throws the uh, throws the rocket launcher to you in order to take him out.
1: If he's uh, continually mutating, like he has to, uh, he has to be G virus, right? Because Some- that's like the the principal difference between the two viruses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of them continuously. So that's an interesting kind of idea
0: that, I mean, Um, that's something from the nemesis virus from nemesis. So nemesis is T virus plus the nemesis parasite, which is from the progenitor Uh, uh, kind of thing. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Uh,
1: No, 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 it's fine. It's just funny to me. Like just keeping all this
0: shit straight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh. So, 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 so the, so the tyrants, he is a tyrant. The tyrants are always T virus. So he probably is a prototype for nemesis. Honestly. Okay. Yeah but but uh, nemesis also continuously uh mutates uh as you as you kind of go along uh but yeah you you uh, apparently falling into molten lava is nowhere near as devastating as being shot with a rocket launcher so
1: <laughs> well we 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 previously established how the Resident Evil games disrespect for lava
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, like nobody who's ever worked on a Resident Evil game has ever been close to lava i can guarantee you that yeah and it thinks it's pretty water. <laughs> it's um, pretty water.
0: Um, the 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 lab. It's it's not too terribly different as as Leon. You go through the same kind of areas. If you hadn't um, if you hadn't sprayed the bow's, uh, if you hadn't used the gas, uh, you're you're probably fine. Otherwise, it introduces poison um, into this yeah. area, which which is a real bummer. You know because you can't see what your actual health is. Eventually, you'll just die. Um, right.
1: Right. And yeah. you can get poison from the spiders earlier, but like, it's, it's very
0: unlikely it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yep. but yeah, you know, you, you go through this whole rigmarole, you, you defeat Mr. X with Ada's help and you activate this tram, uh, while the, uh, well, or the train really, while the, uh, self-destruct sequence is getting ready to go off. Um, Claire hops on and then, or or on, depending on what, but you kind of get this extended after the credits kind of scene where, uh, Birkin ain't dead. In fact, Birkin is now uh, just nothing but a gigantic tumor made of arms and teeth. uh, Yeah. Who is latching on to, you know, who is latched onto the back of your car because it's contaminated. The the, the train is going to explode and you have to go back and kind of uh, take him out.
1: How does the train know? That's a really weird kind of Uh, sensors. Yeah, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Like, um,. But yeah, the, the every you're just constantly escaping from things that are going to explode. Yeah, like it's hilarious that you like escape from a factory that's self destructing yeah. into a train that starts self destructing. <laughs> like, it's just really funny and, and, and a yeah. little bit goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the final boss fight of the game, even though it's not much of one, where he turns into a gigantic toothiness, and you just again just empty your most powerful weapons into him. Yeah,
0: yeah, and even um, that doesn't kill him. It just it just buys you enough time. He is yeah. you know he, he is basically integrating with this train coming out. After Sherry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think Sherry pulls the, she, she pulls the emergency brake. You all jump off and run down this tunnel and the thing explodes, taking Birkin with it.
1: Yep, yep, and that's the, uh, that's the, the end of, of the game. There's a lot of little details that are a little bit different between the two scenarios, yeah. but, um, you know, honestly, no, nothing that's that important.
0: Yeah, yeah, nothing. Nothing we're spending more time on. Yeah,
1: if you're if you're interested in it, I'd like to make a, a rare call out to you. You know, as much as uh, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of game facts, there's a guy named Dan Burlew, yeah, who yeah. Did, does a, a game facts, So if you look up any Resident Evil game, um, down in the in depth facts, there's a thing from a plot analysis by somebody named like T. Wild and President Evil, yeah, um, who I think is an, as something awful goon, uh, yeah. who wrote this huge like text document. Well, you know, he's a super fan of the series. Um, it does real good work. Like, I love that document. I've read that a couple times. Like, it's really yeah. interesting. He talks about, you know, he straightens out all this virus nonsense. He does, uh, uh, talks about like, you know, plot holes and unanswered questions and just ties it all together real well.
0: Yeah. Dan, Dan Berlew, like that's where he got his start. Like he, he, wrote for Brady games for a time. And I think that mm-hmm. I, I don't know where he is right now, but, uh, he's kind of the, 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 the success story for writing about games online, uh, turning into mm-hmm. a career. So he mm-hmm. is uh, very successful as regards yeah. that.
1: Yep. As, as well, he should be. So that's, a, it's a really in depth, really, uh, yeah, great document. Um, so check that out if you want to know more about the plot stuff that we missed.
0: Yeah there there's something of a bonus mode in this. Like eventually uh, all of this would be replaced with the mercenaries mode, but we'd be kind of remiss if we didn't talk about the fourth, the fourth survivor. Uh, which you play as hunk one of the uh, umbrella g-men that goes after uh birkin and the Mm g-virus um and uh, it's you with the g-sample uh trying to head from the sewers up through uh the police station uh to the roof where you can uh signal for uh for for your pickup Mm -hmm. and it's a bit of a challenge mode so you're given lots of weapons but there are also lots of enemies uh no save points i believe and yeah uh, and you just have to make your way through it yeah
1: it doesn't have like the point structure that the mercenary mode right would later and mercenary mode's really fun i love like it. i like mercenary mode in three like a whole lot mm-hmm. um this one though is more but it's interesting because it's actually part of the the canon right like this actually happens on like in all the other later kind of arcade modes mm-hmm. in the game
0: yeah hunk is uh he's boba fett for resident evil
1: yeah yeah more or less he was a really rare action figure like i used to have all the, the like playmates and toy biz uh Resident Evil 1 and 2 action figures. I bought like a lot of them really cheap on eBay mm-hmm. and then sold them for a small fortune because they're really, <laughs> uh, really rare and hard to get. Yeah. And he was a, a really difficult guy to get. Hmm. Um, but yeah. And, th- and that's, you know, that's really it. You can also play as Tofu. Um, it's tricky to do so. Like you have to unlock him. Right. Yeah. And he, he's a block of bean curd with a knife. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, you know, there's an extreme challenge mode. It's kind of fun watching a Let's Play of it because um, people do it. Like people use the knife in Resident Evil and they're yeah. They succeed at it. It's really crazy. <laughs> they
0: use the knife um, in Resident Evil in a game that is not code Veronica or four.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I I forgot that the knife was so shitty in this and tried to use it when I was running low on ammo. And <laughs> it's so plus. Um, yeah, but that's that's Resident Evil 2. So, like, in generalities, like, we both, we both like this game a whole lot. Yep. Um, and we both like the series. I think this is, you know, it always ends up being a contender for me for, like, my favorite in the series. Um, I'm a big fan of four, but it's a real different kind of game. Yeah. And the trajectory they're going on with the ones after four, I'm not such a fan of. Like right. something about this one feels the, your verb set is so limited that it feels more real. Like you're a cop and you can shoot a gun and solve puzzles. You can't suplex things, you know, like like you can in four or do spin kicks to like knock off people's heads and <laughs> shit. Like I like that from a gameplay perspective, but it's dumber. Yeah, You know, it's, it's not as cool. Whereas in these early ones, like, there's a much greater sense of powerlessness. Um, and it's just, it's really, really strong.
0: Yeah. We made a big deal about how the Raccoon City incident kind of set up a lot of the stuff that's going to happen later. But having recently played Resident Evil 6, which is really a continuation of the storyline, like, it goes mm-hmm. back to the Umbrella stuff in a big way. Um, you know, just the, a lot of the ideas that are present here, like, you know, the G-Virus being used to uh, create these things that will just never die. Or mm-hmm. mutate in response to like what you do to them, and even so far as like uh, Sherry showing back up again in six, you know, as as a, as a as a playable character, like showing what happened in her life after mm-hmm. after this whole thing, like the, the like the, the the step from one to this definitely kind of like projects that, traje- that, that trajectory. Of where things were going to head. This is very much more actionized. Um, yeah. And for as much as I love this as a game, I, I you know my default favorite you know entry in the series is always going to be the remake uh, because it kind of takes more of that claustrophobic desperation and plays yeah. it out, Whereas this is more about the idea of being overwhelmed, right? The, sco- yeah. the scope and scale of this is so much more gigantic, but it feels less personal in this one.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with that. And the other thing that's interesting, too, and I, I uh, just recently watched all the available footage of the alternate Resident Evil 4, which would have been you know, kind of a, a, a zigzag
0: yeah.
1: you know, on that trajectory. I don't know how much of that you watched.
0: Um, Not very much. Oh, do it. Yeah.
1: It's really neat. Like, it looks like, the, like a, a wonderful horror game. Like it looks like if you imagine like Resident Evil 4 controls in a game that is scary and like actually it looks really scary. Like it looks really, really cool. Um, the uh, – uh, you know, that that could have been a different way for them to go instead of like – and I'm a, a Resident Evil apologist for the later ones. Like a yep. lot of people didn't like 5. I like 5. It's a blast to play with another person. Yep. Like it's dumb and it's not scary, <laughs> you know, but it's it's fun. Yeah. To play, but it, you lose something special when the games, like, are. I mean, it seems silly to say, but when a game is merely fun, like, you kind of <laughs> lose a little bit of something, yeah. you know? Um, and these games have become fun, but not, you know, not scary and, you know, lost a lot of, like, what kind of makes them unique mm-hmm. a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: I agree. I, I mean, I, I've i played through all of them. <laughs> you you yeah. know, so, so some of them, it took a little while, but I can see the positive in all of them. But uh, I, I just, yeah. And in terms of in terms of pure fright, which is yeah. it's, it's weird, right? Because I have played these games so many times. It's hard for me to go back and say, like, oh, I'm scared when I know everything. But it's something right. we talked about earlier, right? Being along for the ride.
1: Yeah. Play, play along with it. Don't try yeah. to try to game it. What kind of sucks is that the people, you know, the fans of the series now um, are probably not going to be able to. You're probably not going to have the patience to go back to any of them that have the old control scheme. Yeah. And I've read that time and time again that people can't get past that. Mm-hmm. And that really, that's really unfortunate because it's, uh, you know, it's a different type of game. I guess it's fine. Like if you just don't like that type of game, you don't like that type of game. Right. Um, and th- I'm saying that as an unabashed like super fan of Resident Evil Four. Like I love the way that game controls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's a totally different genre. Like they are not survival horror. Like these are survival horror, kind of at their purest. Like the the mechanical parts of something like a Silent Hill Two. Which I think is a better game than this mm-hmm. are not as strong. Like the resource management and inventory management and making decisions based on unknown variables yeah. doesn't happen so much in that. Resident Evil or Silent Hill Two is a game about the story and psychology of it, and it's perfect at that, and it's it's wonderful. Whereas this might be the you know this and a remake might be the finest expression of like actual survival horror, right? you know whereas like the later games in the series like a genre that I don't even know what you'd call it but something like slow action yeah like like considered action Mm -hmm. you know which is cool and that was a niche that hadn't really been done before Um, the same way that these you know that this was like you can say Alone in the Dark is the first survival horror game and it has some things in common with this not first but the kind of one this is based on yeah but uh, it doesn't work as well as the early Resident Evil games do right like it's a it's a perfection of that as a genre Mm
0: -hmm. you know a shot first.
1: Yeah. So and I would recommend if you, if you want to play this, I mean, I definitely recommend playing it if you can get past, like if you have any appreciation for adventure puzzle games, you know, if the, the mechanics and action of it don't need to be as friendly to you, um, play through this, play it through with Claire Scenario A um, and get the, you know, the better side of the story. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty easy to get a hold of now. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it.
2: Cool. Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm.
0: As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear, dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity uh, to check out their service. Um, I I tried to think of a a good example of a book to to, to bring up here, but uh, zombie media outside of these kind of games and The Walking Dead, it's really hard for me to... (laughs) to the you know to recommend Um, so uh, I'm going to do something that is kind of out of my own life Uh, it's a book called it's all too much uh, which is by Peter Walsh uh, which is about how to not have so much shit (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) so many things. Uh, so he's a dude who goes around and talks about clutter and organization and things like that. And, uh, kind of this dives into the psychology of what makes us hold on to too many things. I'm currently moving, uh, right now in the process of moving and looking at all my stuff. And I kind of revisit this from time to time. It's a little bit self-helpy, uh, but, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely really neat. And talks about, uh, how we ascribe sentimental attachments to things that we may not actually have too many sentimental attachments to. Um, yeah, if you're looking for something more thematically appropriate, uh, uh there are books in the Walking Dead uh um universe, like actual novels. Uh The Walking Dead The Rise of the Governor and also The Walking Dead The Road to Woodbury. I've never read them. Um but uh they are a thing they are on uh audiobooks on Audible and if, uh they're in the universe, right?
1: If you're if you're looking for something more thematically appropriate, get
0: World War Z. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never read World War read Z that. is fantastic. You never read that, Cole? I never read that, man. Oh, it's
1: wonderful. Like oh. it, it's really really good. Like it <laughs> it stands up there with like the Walking Dead comic and Resident Evil as like the exceptions to zombie things suck. Okay, it's wonderful. Like it takes the it's it's a really slow considered chronicle of like a really realistic take on a zombie outbreak uh-huh. that is all done like uh, uh like through interviews like right, uh, right. Like so, transcriptions of interviews yeah. Um, and it's it's wonderful, like yeah. the level of detail and the way how well it's thought out. Like it's really really good. Hmm. Um, that would be as far as like a book about zombies. Like that would be by far my my strongest recommendation.
0: I thought about doing that, but I was I was a little bit hesitant. So I, I went with yeah. the Walking Dead stuff because I know that universe.
1: No, and that, and I think those are in-universe, too. But I can see, like, we, we just talked about this. This will end up on the extra episode. We talked a lot about the Walking Dead TV show versus the comic beforehand. And I really feel like the comic is the strongest expression of that. Like, I don't yeah. know if that's going to trans, transmit. Um, see, even if we weren't doing Resident Evil 2, like, I didn't know that you had never read uh, World War Z. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really readable. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very, you know, breezy, and it's really smart. And I would heartily recommend it.
0: It's been on my wish um, list for a while, so I'm going to uh, dip into it.
1: Yeah, it, in uh, audiobook form, it's cool too. This I've list, is I've actually, I didn't do it through the Audible, audible trial because I've read it and then I listened to it um, just on my own. Um, since it's through audio transcriptions of like interviews, um, it works oh, really, really well. Yeah, yeah. As, as an
0: audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's so. kind of like uh, Rant, uh, one of the first uh, recommendations yeah. we did. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what, when you mentioned that about Rant, that's what I thought of.
2: Oh,
0: huh, neat. Um,
1: it's also done by Ma- Max Brooks, who is Mel Brooks' son. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, I would love to be Mel Brooks' son.
0: <laughs> just talk to yeah. him about Blazing Saddles all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, just that'd be hilarious. Yeah. The nonstop thrill ride. <laughs> nonstop um, <laughs>
0: thrill ride. So, uh, that, that that is our recommendation. Uh, we stand by it uh, mm-hmm. for, for as ill-informed as I was about that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to uh, check out any of those books, uh, we recommend uh, – in fact, we encourage you to go to uh, – audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs for your free audio book helps out the show and uh, helps out you with good stuff.
1: And it helps out the good people at audible. Yes. So (laughs) (laughs) perhaps most importantly, um, no, most importantly is it helps out you and us. Yes. So, um, yeah, so you have heard what we have to say about Resident Evil 2, and we now would like to read what you have to say. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start us off here with Jason, okay? And Jason Differ uh, says, Resident Evil 2 and the franchise in general are some of the fondest memories I have as a che- uh, had as a teenager. The thing is that where I grew up in a small town near Glasgow, we didn't have a lot of options for purchasing games legally, let alone the fact that Resident Evil 2 didn't come out for a long time after the US. release. Back when I obtained the game, bought a pirated version from a market stall, it turned out to be the U.S. version of the game, and due to TV standard differences, I could only play the game in black and white as opposed to color. It basically meant that I was playing the game in black and white when it wasn't even released in my country, I didn't have internet access, and at a time when most of my classmates didn't believe me when I told them about things in the game. They didn't believe me until I had a sleepover one night with a few friends and they actually saw it and insisted on staying all weekend so they could see the whole game. <laughs> I absolutely fucking love Resident Evil 2 and it has come, uh, and it has some of my fondest memories
0: so we have reported you to interpol uh, please, <laughs> please, please, uh, please please rest yeah. in a corner with your hands on your head uh, right. <laughs> for, for copyright um, infringement you know uh, let 's say fifteen years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah the, the, uh, that makes me think because I, I think i've said it before that i had a black and white tv mm-hmm. during a lot of my gaming um and that that's really that it brings me fond memories of that of playing like turtles in time and super mario world yeah in uh super crisp and noirish black and white <laughs> um yeah was I, when you first said that it was in black and white i thought you were going to talk about I, that's kind of thought where we're you're, where you're going with it is how it might look a little bit like a twilight zone episode or <laughs> or like an old you know old sci-fi movie um which would be kinda neat.
0: Yeah. But I'm kinda curious as to how different the experience is. Like th- like does it feel weird revisiting it in color?
1: Yeah. Is it like <laughs> yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, um you finally arrived and yeah. everything's in technicolor <laughs> majesty.
0: Yeah. Jay Pete, via the contact form, says, Resident Evil 2 came out when I was 13. It was the reason I begged for a PlayStation for my birthday and uh, turned my back on the N64. It's still Mm -hmm. one of my favorite games and led me to playing great games soon after, such as Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill. Resident Evil 2 showed me a different side to gaming than platformers and JRPGs. If not for playing this game, I'm sure I would have lost interest in gaming altogether, as it was already waning at the time. On another note, I found the constant background zombie moans throughout the game terrifying. And this led to an internet. Oh, sorry. This led, led to, to a- the
1: internet.
2: <laughs> this-
0: in, <laughs> a <surprise> <laughs> <twist>. <laughs> in a
1: surprise twist. a surprise twist. The background noise of zombies in Resident <laughs> Evil 2 led to the internet. To the internet. <laughs> Some scientists at MIT were under
0: siege.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and this led to an interest in zombie movies, uh, which wasn't. As run into the ground as it is today, um, and in turn led to a lifelong love of horror movies. How I waste my leisure time today, uh, to this day, uh, owes a lot to one game. I assume that game is Resident Evil Two, and that game is Tumba. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! He, he, he was he was three Tumba widths away from <laughs> from losing interest in video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah the, 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 I, I feel much the same way. Like I got into horror stuff kind of as a result of video games first. Yep. And then uh, I, you know, I also feel that way about zombie movies. Like, all of the George Romero movie, you know, I, I really love, up until, like, Diary of the Dead and, and the, <laughs> the one after that. But the first four, I think, are great. And then it just kind of became, you know, insane and obnoxious. Yeah. Um, but it started out very, very cool. Um, being sick of something doesn't mean that that thing automatically sucks. It just means it's overused. Like, it's still up on a media-by-media media basis, whether, you know, a thing is good or not. Yeah. So you can be sick of zombies, and it doesn't make Resident Evil 2 bad, Right. or The Walking Dead bad, or World War Z bad. Mm-hmm. It just means too many people are jumping on this train, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, Eric Hyde via contact says, <clears throat> "Resident Evil 2 was my first trip into survival horror. I got it for the N64 just based on my brother uh, owning the director's cut on the original PlayStation. Absolutely loved it. I loved all the cutscenes in it, but the opening one that set up what you had to do in the beginning was great." It literally made me feel like I was watching a movie. And other than Maniac Mansion, Chrono Trigger, and the Legend of Zelda series, this was also my first time dealing with the pro- with problem-solving type quests in a game. Well, at least my first for this platform. What goes where, get this, do that, etc. I also loved how, uh, how what you did during Leon's mission had an effect on what happened in Claire's mission when you decided to continue on after being in the game, and vice versa. We call that zapping. <laughs>
2: um,
1: the only problem I had was the aiming in the game. I could never really get it uh, down, and it always cost me a lot of ammo. Not going to lie, I switched it to, auto, to the auto-aim option. Yeah, The character would aim right at the zombie slash monster, but I would still have to aim for the head for the kill shot. All in all, one of my favorite games of all time. My love for this game got me to buy a GameCube when Nintendo and Capcom released the original for that system. And yes, I did buy the GameCube part of Part 2 and the rest of the
0: series. Yeah. Those game keywords are pretty good. There's, they, you know, they don't add anything else, but uh, but they're. It doesn't look kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, right? they, they, they work very well. That's how I played it this time.
1: Yeah, um, uh, we didn't we didn't talk about it in the series, but the auto aim is actually the best uh, detect zombie detector. Yeah, it is. there is like it helps to aim, but it also like if you round a corner and you want to see if there's saying there, just like click your gun real quick. Yeah. Or if you knock down a zombie and you want to see if he's actually dead. It's just a, like turn away from it and click your gun.
0: It's a dousing rod for the T-virus. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah thanks, I, Eric. Yep. Yeah, I always play with it on, honestly, just because why would you not? Yeah. Um, With the camera acting so weird, I can't blame somebody for not wanting to deal oh, with totally. it. Oh, right? totally.
1: Like there's, there's tons of times where you can only see your character and you can't see what's around the corner. Yeah. You know, the camera angles like almost necessitate it. Like your character could see it. Mm-hmm. He could aim. I don't think it feel like it's cheating to like, you know, to, to turn it on. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, so good on you. Yeah. Always use that auto aim. Mm
0: hmm. Ramagamma via the Something Awful thread says, Oh man, Resident Evil 2. I think it sticks out for me so highly because it was one of a handful of games I had taken with me on a two week school break to my grandma's. I'm sure she approved. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> the others were Final Fantasy Seven and Tekken Three. Uh, I played them all to death those weeks, but the one that sticks out in my mind is Resident Evil Two. I played that game back and forth through both leon slash Claire a slash b sections twice. Mind you, this was back in nineteen ninety eight when I had no idea the internet or facts were a thing. Uh, you think kids nowadays can just look up at youtube uh, can look up YouTube playthroughs uh, when they get stuck It's a world away. Uh, Speaking of Resident Evil 2 and family visits, I also was on a trip down to my dad's brother's house, uh, also known as your uncle, I think. Uh, Must have. I'm so sorry.
1: I think Uh, he's across the pond. I think that might maybe uh, it's a terminology. Ah,
0: yes, that is true. Um, (laughs) uh, Must have been a few months before the game came out, and they had just bought a PS1 magazine with a demo disc, which included RE2. The only two things I can remember about that visit are staying up late to play RE2 with my cousins and eating a plate of chicken drumsticks for tea. Yes, he is across the pond. I Um, hope that's what he means. He doesn't mean like the same way I would eat something for tea, (laughs) like just seeping
1: a chicken drumstick in some hot water. (laughs) I think.
0: <laughs> Call that soup, Gary.
1: You got to make chicken tea again.
0: Um, chicken noodle tea. Um, I did go back and try and replay gotta it. got to watch Me- out
1: for the chicken noodle tea virus at that
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I did go back and try to replay it uh, maybe two years ago, and I just couldn't handle it. Between the tank controls... Uh, which never bothered me when the games were first released, but are now uh, cumbersome to my adult fingers. The puzzles, which tested my stretched adult mind to frustration, and the atmosphere of the game's visual style being surpassed, I could barely force myself to play the past the police station.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's fairly common. Yeah, you know, and and it's understandable. I think it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's fine. What do you think? Cool. What what a remake of this done in like an RE4 engine. How would that work, and would it work?
0: I've thought about it several times. I just, I, I, I just don't know. Like, I would, like, you know, when, whenever I think of remakes, you know, I've said it about five times this episode. I would like to see, like, a, you know, the the GameCube style remake for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that that's that, that doesn't avert the you know the, the, the problem of the um of, of the tank controls. You know, that doesn't like spades.
1: Everyone necessarily want to call it a problem because it changes the game, but like as a fan project. Like maybe it wouldn't work, but I would play the shit out oh, of the like remake yeah. of the whole yeah. series in that control scheme because it would be fun and action oriented and, and it would be fun the same way Resident Evil 4 is fun. Um and I think it would get a lot of people into the, you know, to to check out the games maybe. You know, if they saw all this cool shit happening in this game, and then yeah. maybe they would be like, okay, well maybe the original is worth playing because they you know they're they're getting the light of the game.
2: Yeah.
1: Without you know, I don't know. I would like I was kinda of surprised it hasn't been done. Uh-huh. Honestly. Like uh, you know, I wish the Resident Evil fans were just a little bit more rabid and we could get that that neatness.
0: Well, it, it also probably maybe has been attempted, but has been, you know, uh, you know, cease and desisted.
1: Yeah, that that's true. When well, yeah. it also it's not like Resident Evil 4. Is uh, like a modder's paradise or anything like that. Either. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, there are some mods. Like uh, Derek posted on our Facebook, the mod that turns all of the villagers in it to Zelda's and Links, <laughs> which is re- real weird looking. Like one of them gets the um, big Plagos uh, tentacle spike thing out of his head, and it's Link walking around with that, and it's really surreal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would I would love that just to get some more people
0: into the game yeah. and just to play it myself. I, th- I think Capcom's uh, strategy for that was the was the Chronicles games. Like yeah. to tell, telling those stories through a, like a more accessible kind of kind of fashion, and those were successful, I thought. But it just it you know entirely different products.
1: It's kind of a more successful fashion. It's also through a totally dead genre.
0: Yeah, you know, like it's a
1: really <laughs> weird move for them. But Capcom, I mean, this just then, <laughs> Capcom know, makes Japanese more decisions. Game company makes like inscrutable decisions <laughs> regarding their properties. You know, um, that happens all the time. Yeah. Like. The same people who hate Mega Man, um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I love that idea of like going on a, a summer trip and only having a couple games with you. Mm-hmm. Like that, I have a lot of fond memories of that kind of thing too.
0: Yeah. That was two weeks that he beat that game seven times. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Man.
1: To be, to be a kid again and just,
0: Yeah.
1: Well, what am I going to do this two weeks? I'm just going to play <laughs> Resident Evil two.
0: No big deal. Right. That's it. Huh?
1: That's it. That it reminds it? me, of, like I was something reminded me of it, but I talked about that with my friend. When you're like that young age, and you're just masturbating like crazy, <laughs> and sometimes that was just your plan for the weekend. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Well, i just, you know, you wouldn't say it necessarily, but if if you were just being honest and you asked, like, you just, just going to jerk off like 30 times <laughs> over the course of 72 hours. That's it, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it's a, the video game equivalent of that. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you very much for uh, your comments. Um, we are going to take the uh, D virus and inject <laughs> it into ourselves, and we will see what kind of wonderful uh, butterflies emerge from this pupia. Ugh.
2: Oh
0: um so (laughs) wrong game Mm. uh so we have come back uh from the throes of the d virus uh more evolved and more dangerous than ever and we have Mm -hmm. decided to uh um award a copy of our next game to uh jason differ uh who offered us a delightful uh black and white perspective on this beloved series
1: yeah yeah and it's interesting that you couldn't get it and you had to get a uh, you know it was hard to get games in there like i don't know very much about that Mm. i'm not from glasgow yeah i think that's
0: cool though also, I feel bad for calling Interpol on you. Um, yeah, by which <laughs> well, I mean the gonna, band.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will sleep on their one million couches tonight. <laughs> so um, so. they come get you because you're evil, and they're going to turn on the bright lights and get you to sleep on their one. one I always million get couches. them.
0: I, I get them mixed up with the postal service. Oh, they're totally different. I know they couldn't be more different. I know, but just that's a
1: weird thing for you to get them mixed up. With. I know,
0: right? I, I found out about both of those bands at roughly the same time, so
1: get them mixed up with uh, I don't know Joy Division because <laughs> that's what they're trying to sound like. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, but uh, both both all bands I like. <laughs> um, yeah, so so
0: you will be winning a copy of our next game. Uh, Which is Sonic 3 and Knuckles, uh, the Mm -hmm. Genesis game, uh, playing both of them together. If you're going to be playing through to make comments, uh, we're going to lead with the Sonic and Tails campaign um, or just Sonic itself since they're, they're not really that different. Um, uh, the knuckles is going to be kind of like a, like a, like a Leon B kind of, you know, situation. Yeah. I'd like to play it. Um, I'd, I'd like to have something to talk about for that, but, uh, but yeah, you can get that, uh, in any form or fashion. It's on Xbox. I think it's on PlayStation. Uh, it's in a couple of different collections. Just make sure that you're playing the conjoined version.
1: Yeah. I'm playing it on steam. Yep. Um, the, uh, and, and when you say like, you know, we're going to try to get through, I'm going to try to get through the second part. It's a short game. I should be able to do it, but it's also like a, you know, uh, cold has moved. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, other considerations going on. So this was a tactical choice of a short game for yeah. us. And uh, I'm starting up school here and uh, pretty soon again. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where we get through. We're at least going to get through the main campaign and talk about it. So we're playing along, that's uh, that's where we're getting to. I started it yesterday, and it is actually pretty fun. Cool. So anybody waiting for me just to be calling out <laughs> Sonic fans and, and Cole um, <laughs> for a whole episode is probably going to be disappointed. But there's still time.
0: Yep. There's There's still time for it to go horribly awry um mm-hmm. <laughs> after that what are we doing gary
1: um after that we are going to be doing uh metroid prime which is the uh uh 3d metroid game uh came out on the gamecube um and it is a a delight um we both have fond memories of it we
0: will shall see if those stand up and then after that we're going to be we're going to do uh max Payne, uh the mm-hmm. original max Payne uh for pc or xbox i think it's on playstation 2 as well uh, yep. it was very widely released it was developed by remedy uh, not uh, Rockstar, as we have claimed in the past. Um, oh, is that pu- true? It was published by Rockstar. It was developed by Remedy. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I like it more than I like most Rockstar <laughs> games. Yeah.
0: Yes. That's why it has
1: a sense of, of uh, you pacing know. Pacing and
0: structure and Yeah, propriety. pacing and restraint. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, huh. So it's going to be one of the first pure shooters we've ever done. Uh, I think the closest we've gotten before that was... Uh, um psyops but that was a little bit different yeah so. that, that's
1: considerably different like you just shoot in this game yeah it's not a first person shooter it's no, an it's, over the shoulder but uh yeah it's a cool game i have fond memories of it again this is like fond memories <laughs> you know season for us um, so i'm hoping those stand up
2: yeah
1: um we were going to announce the next game but i think that we had a discussion off mic about maybe flipping the script on that a little bit so we're gonna hold off for now Yeah. And think of something to put in there. The game we were going to announce, I'm really excited about. It's our next two parter. Um, We're definitely going to do it, but I think we might want to insert um, something in there. Yeah. And if we, if we change our mind on that, we might just do this next one, we don't need to announce it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're we're still, we're still three weeks ahead. So you have, or not three weeks, three episodes ahead. So you have plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to, to work ahead on any, on any of these many great games that we're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, if you want to suggest games for us to play, you know, we're, we're, we're riding up on the summer uh, and we're looking for more stuff. There's a little widget on the Watch Out for Fireball site uh, at DuckFeed.tv where you can suggest those things. And you can also use the contact form uh, for stuff that you would like to see us play.
1: Yep. Um, and
0: uh, we are looking for suggestions. So, yes, um, more so than we have sometimes in the past,
1: like sometimes we have half a year planned out. Um, we just have these four games and then a couple ideas. So we are looking yeah. for suggestions, um, you know, and that said, however, don't take it personally if we don't do your suggestion, because there are sometimes meta factors mm-hmm. involved in, a, in our life. Yeah. Um, if you want to, uh, uh, actually before I say help out the show, let's talk about the, the other things real quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we have found a partner for doing, uh, uh, things like shirts, Mm -hmm. Um, like a, like a way to do that, uh, that, that'll be kind of like coming to fruition here in the next couple of weeks. Once life for me kind of evens out. Um, and, uh, it's going to be really easy for us to do multiple different designs. So if you have any like favorite running gags or favorite bits or, you know, things that you think would make a really bitching shirt idea, uh, let us know. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a couple in mind. Um, but, uh, we want your inputs. What kind of uh, shirts would you buy? Yeah. Um, And
1: we're not, and we're not just like crowdsourcing it. Like we'll probably just do like a general, you know, shirt with the mascot on it yeah, yeah, and stuff like that from, but we can, it's not going to call We're going to do, we're doing one of these print on demand things. So it's not, we don't have to do this huge upfront investment. We make a little bit less money off it, but that's fine. Um, and it means that there's not a uh, upfront cost in diversifying our, our product. Yeah. So we don't see why not. And, uh, we're also going to do uh, posters, and that is um, – so we're still looking for running gags for posters. I also have a friend of mine who I'm going to have design up a, a poster, mm-hmm. which uh, he's a, a great illustrator. Um, I want to get him a little bit further in the process before I announce it so it's not you know, pointing a gun at him right. audibly. Um, but that's really <laughs> cool. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, and all those things can be found in our store, which we have now, yeah. um, which already has a couple things in it.
0: Yep. You, um, you have the waffle magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I will make and send to you.
1: Yep. And I started a, a service where I'm, well, I'm willing to compose you a song in Mario Paint Composer. Um, I've got a bunch of orders for that already, and I had to, I, it was taking longer than I thought. I ended up raising the price. I feel a little bit bad about that, but I'm going to call the first uh, orders I had as kind of friend prices. And, uh, you know, I think, Cole, you said, like, at least pay yourself minimum wage, man. (laughs) So, like, uh, I'm paying myself minimum wage with those. Um, Those can also be turned into, like, a ringtone. You can use them as a podcast theme, introduce a YouTube series, uh, whatever you want. Um, So that's, you know, I'm pretty proud of what has come out of it so far. And uh, I would, you know, I think it's a neat thing. It's a cool way to support uh, support the show and support uh, Gary. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah, so um, the, the, there's something that I haven't run by you, but it's but it's something that we've kind of you know kicked around doing for a while. Yeah, we're getting up on 50 episodes, uh, which mm-hmm. is which is a huge mile uh, you know milestone for us. Um, and uh, we've wanted to create a sampler for a little while. Um, thing is, with nearly 50 episodes, it's really hard to go back through. So if you have any favorite bits or gags or you know bits of insight, um, if you could send us like a like a brief summary and like time codes for that, that'll help us kind of like uh, hone down to create like a like. A sexy, uh, tight uh, uh, 10 minute sampler to, uh, to kind yeah. of tweet out.
1: Yeah. And if, and if you, you know, the time codes is maybe asking a lot, a lot
0: well, well, from, you know. from somebody.
1: <laughs> if you have them, that, that would save us a, a lot of work. Even if it's anecdotal and you say, like, hey, the part where you talked about this in this episode, yeah, um, hearing back about it is definitely
0: useful. Yes.
1: So just like, what are your favorite things that, mm-hmm. you know, if there, if there are things that we've done, um, please let us know. Yeah. Um, and if, if you can do it through the contact form, that would be useful for us for an organizational. Standpoint, yeah, yeah. Um, rather than like on Facebook or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so we'll I'll probably put out like a, a Facebook post about that and see if I can I can hear about that. But yeah. it would be useful for us, and especially as far as like if we're going to do any kind of marketing or anything like that, being able to be like, hey, here's ten minutes that encapsulates what we're about,
2: yeah,
1: um, is super useful.
2: Yeah,
1: um, other ways to to support the show financially, um, there is that uh, Audible link we mentioned. There is an Amazon uh, link so you can purchase things via that um that's a huge help and then we also have
0: the app and the tribute um which actually gets you a concrete benefit yes it is a little side show bob that we call um abject suffering uh mm-hmm. where we play bad games for a half hour then talk about them for a half hour uh coming yep. up next we have shack fu which yep. is the basketball theme fighting game
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and Home Improvement, which I'm much more excited about doing. <laughs> which, why am I more excited about doing the Home Improvement game than Shaq Fu? Um, I can say with no, like, with all humility that I think this is some of the best stuff we're doing. Yeah. And it breaks my heart to hide it under this barrier. But, you know, we're trying to keep the lights on um, and make the show not cost money. I heartily recommend it. Like, it's mm-hmm. two bucks to do the Tribute um or to yeah to do the uh, the tribute and you get the you get the show every time it comes out mm-hmm. it comes out when this show comes out um and it's it's really funny yeah so but that is uh that is all the pimping I'll do on that
0: yep no full uh full fullheartedly agree then there's the usual stuff the you know us begging for ratings and reviews on iTunes that really does help uh people mm-hmm. find us uh it, it helps our egos uh lets us know that you're out there, I won't harp on it uh but other than that, just like us on facebook uh slash uh watch out for fireballs the discussion is rip are in there, so
1: yeah, 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 and i think I think that's just about it that's it. Yeah, that that is it. So, yeah, we, I feel like we got through that quicker than we usually
0: do. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. But. Well, for the entire episode, you know, over the course of that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that
1: that is true. So yeah. um as always, watch out for long episodes. Um, watch out for uh you know, viruses A through Z. Mm-hmm. And uh what else should they watch out for? Uh
0: they should they should watch out for gas canisters, which can uh can be shot and create fireballs.
1: Here's the thing if a gas canister falls, don't immediately put it into your mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like Oh that, boy, I better that keep is, this safe. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. No bullets can get in here. This is where food goes before it goes in my tummy. <laughs>
0: It's the waiting room for my tummy. Dumpster is a trademark term, so we're gonna have to pay a royalty. I can, I can, is, I can, beep tra- it out.
1: What's the the non-trademark version uh, of what that thing is?
0: Large metal trash receptacle. Is that? Are you serious? Or no, you just, no, I'm, no? I'm okay. just, I'm just bullshitting you. <laughs> um, but dumpster yeah. is, it, it is a trademark. But it's, it's no, like, I know it's a trademark. It's a like Kleenex or Xerox. Yeah,
1: I just yeah. didn't know what I, I believed you. I knew you were doing a bit with the <laughs> bleeping it out. I didn't know if that was actually the generic term. Okay, for them.
0: so <laughs> yeah. there we go.
2: Deconstructed there.